Good afternoon, good evening. I'm Tito Labine. This is the Impulse Show. And with me, as always, looking darker and blonder than ever, Jeffrey Keeble. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? We're back. We are back and missing one. We are back for the third time and missing one. Just want to say RIP. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, like- <laughs> uh, we just want to say that we're here to help Lyle and we give him all the... Just uh, we're here to support him. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, currently in uh, in rehab. He was out there uh, huffing race fuel because he just was missing the race season so much. So he was just going out, uh, you know, making side deals and side bets with some of these uh, people who have race fuel and was kind of huffing it. And, um, you know, we want the best for him. We, we, we hope he gets better. Uh, wish him the best of luck in rehab. Just want to say hi, Lyle. I know you're listening from rehab. They only give you one hour a day uh, for any sort of media. So um, just want to say hi, get better, and we, we hope to see you back. Yeah, hopefully Crandon. Yeah, yeah, hopefully Crandon. Hopefully uh, maybe our next podcast. Uh, but, I mean, who knows? You know, he's he's on he's yeah. on a path. Yeah, yeah, he's on that uh, red road, as I like to say. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, so, man, we have a lot, a lot to talk about, um, especially since our last podcast. What was our last podcast? Was that with uh, Crazy Joe? Uh, I don't even know. I don't even remember, to be truly honest. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, it was funny, though, too, because we were like, yeah, we'll see you guys in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Had this whole break thing planned and you went to Mexico. We were... Where did we fly to? Oh, we were in Deadwood, and it was just like crazy times. And then before you know it, then three months later, <laughs> three months later, and a bunch of phone calls, text messages, and everything. It's I don't know. It's been crazy. Oh, our uh, our last show was March twenty second, and it was with Frank. Holy! So oh, the guy that didn't remember us. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, uh, I, I won't lie. Like. Dude, we've been gone almost three months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean that Frank episode went good, um, but it kind of hurt. Oh, for sure, that was a that that was kind of. I'm not gonna lie, it deflated my big big ass head. Yeah, like I came in there thinking, oh look at we got the series director on, blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he was like. Who are you guys? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's like, hey, you guys ever show up? And we're like, uh, sometimes. <laughs> I, I grab you guys lunch. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll float you some uh, some wristbands for the day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Like, yeah. I mean, and, and to be fair, like I said, man, like I understand he's got a lot, you know, a lot of things on his plate, bigger fish to fry. But at the same time, that that stung for sure. Or I was like, damn. Didn't even get in front of him. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Felt like those guys from uh, that movie Grind when they're trying to get in front of Jimmy. Yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, just get in front of him one time. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I guess we ended on a good podcast. Um, you know, we apologize for being gone so long and welcome to season 18. Um, (laughs) our fourth comeback yeah uh yeah no life just got busy on us i mean it definitely took off uh as i stated you were you know we said 
we're going to Mexico. We're in Deadwood. We're, you know, Lyle and I were finishing up Snowcross. Um, yeah. And then, boom, three months later, we are roommates. Uh, we live in Green Bay. And, yeah, we're trying to make a comeback now. We're just trying to get our, get our shit together. Yeah. So, you know. I guess just a quick rundown, like you said, is after that, um, you know, went to Mexico and then uh, end of the last snowcross race. But then right after that, I mean, I think there was maybe a few day gap where maybe we might've been able to do a podcast because then a few days later, you guys were helping me move out of my apartment in Minneapolis. Yeah. And, uh, you know, made the choice then to move here. So it was, that was middle of April. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you lived with Lyle for three weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, we had two weeks off where I was somewhere and then you guys were somewhere. And then that following week, it would, it was maybe a small window because then, like I said, then you guys were there a few days later to help me move. Yeah. And then I moved, moved in with Lyle. And then that following week and I still had to move all my stuff out of Minneapolis. And then just that following week, I think you were somewhere then. Oh yeah. I, I, I then, went to, yeah. Cause then, uh, right after Snowcross, me and, uh, the little man, he was on spring break. So we went to Arizona, which was beautiful, phenomenal, everything I could dream of. And then the following week, then I was like stressing out because, oh man, I thought I had two weeks. I thought I had a weekend just to relax. And I was like, no, I was back in Minnesota helping you move. And then when we got back from Minnesota, loaded up the trailers, and then I went to Tennessee for a week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't know. And then I was in Appleton, um, you know, living with with Lyle for a little bit. And I don't know. It was just kind of hard to get any sort of like, Rhythm going. Yeah, in. groove, anything, yeah. I mean, no, it's definitely been busy. And then what? Then three weeks later, we... Yeah, in the beginning the of May, we... Pack like, up again yeah. and <laughs> move into our apartment here in Green Bay. And then uh, by the time we kind of got settled in, it was what? Then we were ready... For race season. Dude, I mean... We, much. I mean, well, I mean, then it was like three weeks of testing. You know, we're we're helping yeah. out Annie go. And then um, and then we're, we were doing shit for the Greaves. And yeah. Then, finalizing some deals with Keegan and, and getting what he wants. And then obviously finalizing our deal with uh, the Greaves and, you know, and then it was like, then not only on that, on top of that, then we had a fucking finish rush. Yep. I think like, excuse me, I think like four (laughs) weeks before or like three weeks before we decided what, how we were even going to launch it. Yeah. We were like, oh shit, we only got a half an episode done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, all right, who's doing what, what, what's going on, you know? So, I mean, I guess we could go into rush for a little bit, but, yeah. um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, like I realized like, that's not what I want to do <laughs> or maybe I'm burnt out from it. I don't, I don't know, but no, uh, but Rush was awesome. I mean, applause to us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but no, you know, seven series on YouTube, Impulse Media. Look it up. YouTube page, subscribe. Yep, subscribe. Like and like, subscribe, share yep. it. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. <laughs> hit, hit the pan with some spray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, yeah, Rush was, Rush season two went on on a banger. Yeah, I mean... I think for me, I enjoy, I enjoy doing the docuseries stuff because what I like about it is it's so unpredictable. You know what I mean? You're, you're chasing, you're chasing that story that doesn't exist yet. 
And for Rush, it was just kind of, we didn't know what was going to happen. Like, whatever happens, happens. Whatever develops, you got to try to go get it. So, like, the whole thing at ERX, like, again, like, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, we don't know that Doug's going to, you know, take that inside line and overshoot the jump and get into Keegan, spin him around. And then, you know, Ryan and Keegan are out. Keegan's already on a on a bad luck streak. And he's, then he's six inches from the edge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's on his 12th reason. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so then, like, at that point, you have to, like, almost know what's going on in the race in order to even know what to do on how to progress the story. Yeah. So, like, found out that happened. And I went right to Keegan's pit then. So, again, like, wherever you are on track, you have to get to the pit. Yeah. Whether it's, like, you know, you got to walk, run, UTV, thankfully. Uh, and and you get there. And you can, and, and you don't want to get in their face either. You know, they're already pissed. So you don't, they don't want a camera in their face. So you're trying to kind of stay off to the side a little bit, but capture yeah. some audio. Yeah. But I mean, obviously we're not the smallest guys either. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> well yeah, we're, we're not going to be able to like hide. Yeah. But it's funny though, because we're like, we're not here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like don't, yeah. Don't worry about me. Well, yeah. and that's the thing too. It's like, we're not trying to be sneaky about it either. Yeah. No. And uh, so no, I happened to be standing there and I was literally like, I was adjusting my, um, the, the lighting stuff on the camera. And that's when Doug walked up and I was like, Oh shit. So then I had to hit record and it's stuff like that, that you have to just kind of be lucky for almost to get yeah. some sort of drama like that. Then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it, it's crazy. I, I, like I said, it, it's, you know, we're, we're very thankful to do what we're doing, but you know, and, and we want to thank everybody for watching the series and, and giving us, uh, you know, the comments and everything and, and what we're doing. But, you know, unfortunately, you know that that's it for now. Yeah. Y- yes. It, y- you know, I like you said, I enjoy doing rush. What I didn't like was then trying to rush, rush. <laughs> to get rushed yeah, done because we had nine months to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. That then that one was on me again. Like when when people come up to us, you know, I'm always like, hey, it was these two. You know, like I owe Tito. You know, a few. A few uh, Big Macs, if few, you will. A few rounds at the bar. <laughs> yeah, something. But, dude, the, that guy saved me. You know, um, obviously, in my personal life, I was I was dealing with some stuff. Um, and then it just so happened to be the week that I had to get two episodes done. I was traveling up north. And I was with, uh, again, I was with the Greaves filming and with Annie Go. And it was just like I couldn't find time to edit. And then. Thank God, Sunday, I just finally, you know, I waited, I waited, I waited last minute and I was like, Tito, I was like, I, I fucking need your help. (laughs) You know, I just, I just came to terms that I I couldn't get my episodes done, you know, and and thank God we're, we're a team. Thank God. Like I have Lyle and Tito on this team and, and, you know, and thank God we all work very well together and we are in each other's personal lives. You know, we tell every each other everything so you know he was very understanding and like i said i i mean i owe this guy a couple rounds mm-hmm. and may, enable it baby and maybe an aa meeting <laughs> <No>. <laughs> after after what after what we do he's like i'll rip up one aa pamphlet yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no like i said tito tito saved the day for me and you know we got we came out clutch with uh seven episodes um obviously <laughs> He doesn't understand the time of uh, time at all. <laughs> <laughs> the concept of time. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, uh, we, we got him. We got him done. 
um, you know, thanks, thanks everyone for watching. And, you know, hopefully we, we got another spinoff off of it. Yeah. So I guess just the last thing, last thing to talk about rush is, um, like, I, again, like with, with how everything progressed with us just trying to get it done, you know, again, we, we've stated before, like we weren't getting paid for it. So it wasn't yeah. a huge priority for us. And yeah. then Snowcross happened, you know, and then Keegan uh, went and did the hunting video and then the San Felipe video in Mexico. And again, by then it's, it's April. So we're like, okay, well now it's a priority now that Snowcross is done and that stuff is done. And so we, we, we cranked it out, but um, man, it's just, it's just tough yeah no it sucks it definitely sucks because it's something that we do love to do yeah you know like we always make fun fun off when it's just us we're like oh are we the drama yeah we the red flag <laughs> yeah you know so we didn't we didn't get a chance to promote it properly no which, again again we're we're not making excuses but at the same time like just a lot going on and trying to figure out how we wanted to release it even was like tough in and of itself yeah, so had, i mean like we have four different opinions yeah. of how we were gonna do it and then <laughs> like basically the night before we released the first episode i was like hey i got an idea <laughs> yeah yeah so we were supposed to release episodes one two three four on a friday on before friday. andy go and then we're gonna release five six seven on thursday before like like the day before andy go starts and jeffrey goes hey i got an idea how about we release an episode one per day i was like you just you're just saying that so then because he was working on episode three i was like to give yourself two more days and he's like no he's like just hear me out hear me out <laughs> seven more days seven episodes and we release one a day he's like instead of like dropping it all and binging it all he's like because you know guys are busy he's like they're busy you could just 20 minutes here next day 20 minutes there and i was like i hate that you convinced me <laughs> that that was a good idea uh, but but so no i i think we're gonna we'll be sharing it with like Champ off road, obviously they're going to be sharing it appropriately, you know, throughout the season. You know, I want to be able to, you know, float them like a one minute video to play on the big screen or the, the, you know, live stream or whatever it may be flow racing, you know, race desert, uh, fish gistics. I think I want to reach out to them too. They're a, there's a, they're a desert Instagram page, um, that covers everything desert. And, um, there was a desert documentary that they shared on their, on their thing. Mm-hmm. So about like the class 11s, which I mean, I could go all day about, but, yeah. <laughs> but if I can reach out to them and just like, Hey man, like here's a series, watch it. If you're able to share it, like get more eyes on it yeah. and, and share it appropriately. And, and I think what sucked is that when we tried to bring on a sponsor for it, there was always kind of the, yeah they didn't like the price of it. They no. didn't like, well, I mean the price, I don't know. Like if, you know, and we're very open. You know, we wanted yeah. anywhere from 80 to 150. Yeah. You know, K. You know, it, it's a lot of time. You know, you work four months, your ass off. And then, like I said, yeah, we rushed the edits. But if we would have done it properly, if we would have got paid for it, if we would have made time for it, I mean, it's already a badass series. Yeah. But we could have taken it a step further. And that's the, crazy, sure. that's the crazy thing is that we could have taken it a step further. Yeah. Yeah. Episode six, I started, what, Sunday night? Uh, mon- well, no, Monday morning. I gave you the hard drive Sunday night. <laughs> 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 when, when I got home from filming in Annie Gold. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, then, and then Wednesday, it had to be it released at six. Yeah. And I finally got it uploaded at, what, 1 p.m.? Yeah. So five hours before? Yeah. I said, 
fuck it all to my day job. Yeah. <laughs> Emails are coming in. Yeah. Edits were going out. Yeah. But no, I mean, like, like I said, it's one of those things where like the drivers and everything. Yeah. 80 to hundred K 80 on the low end, you know, cause not yeah. only that, there's three of us. Plus we have CN cinema from, you know, Caleb, yep. you know, then we have fucking Jordan Gomez, mm-hmm. you know, the drone pilot, you know, like, cause I believe that everyone should be compensated everything. Like, yeah. and that's why it costs so much. You know, because like we, I want to get paid for the amount of work that we do. They're fucking sixteen-hour days on race weekends. Yeah, we, man. We get, the, like that's what people don't realize. Yeah, we get like zero hours of sleep. We're outside in the fucking dirt. We're over here carrying cameras, charging batteries, changing our lenses, tripods, lights, drones. You know everything. Travel, hotel rooms. You know it's. You know it's all the expenses that no one, like, understands. Like, yeah. I we went broke last year. Yeah, they think all we do is like. Press the little red button and point and yeah. Well, not yeah. Then there's there's more to it. Yeah, I, but then I get you got it. laptops. You know, you got the programs to to edit in. You know, you got subscriptions su- subscriptions for music li- or for the music that we yeah that we can use. So we're not uh, so we're not stealing anything. Yep. Often. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's like all this cost adds up, and it's yeah. like, all right, how much more can we do if? And again, not bashing the series, but the series doesn't want to help us out. Like, how much more can we do? Yeah. You yeah. Know? So, like, and, and we had a conversation with Bark River a few days ago, and I said, if this was about money, we'd be out. Yeah. 100%. We, wouldn't, we wouldn't be in this series. Yeah. We wouldn't do this fucking series. Yeah. You know, if it was about money. No, it's about we love this fucking sport. You know, like you keep saying it's the best kept secret. You know, so, and we're trying our fucking ass off to fucking, to showcase this, you know, and, and, you know, it sucks because we do put a lot of time and effort into it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think too, like, I think it's the passion of it that, that keeps driving it um, for us to, I don't want to say stay here, but I mean, I think the thought of being a pioneer so like growing the sport more is I think what's super enticing whether, you know, again, I, I've been watching forever and the series has changed multiple times and I don't know, man, like the, the, there, there is a solution out there to it becoming a, a bigger well-known series. I don't know what the solution is. I mean, people have tried everything, but you know, it just seems like what's going on now does suck in terms of trying to make it a, a livable wage, essentially. Yes. And, and, and don't get me wrong. It's come a long ways. Like from 1994, when I first went, when I went to my first Crandon race to now yeah. is night and day. Like, yeah. like those guys definitely pioneered a, a change for sure at Crandon alone. And then Bark River is, is, you know, coming behind them and then ERX now. Yep. And you just, you want it to keep progressing faster yeah but unfortunately that's not how the world works i mean covid happened so that definitely yeah you know (laughs) shut a lot of things down sponsors pulling out was they don't have the money to spend they don't you know they're they're viewing things differently i mean covid really changed things for especially for social media yeah i was just gonna say that with it like if if covid never happened do you think tiktok takes off no no not at all because everyone's home bored they could fucking make millions at home if they want to oh hey sponsored by rockstar like, look at me do this fucking stupid mm-hmm. ass dance or look at my ass or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, it was simple. It was getting likes. It was getting views. And 
And that's one thing I do love about Keegan is that he is pushing yeah. the social media stuff for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been telling us for the last year to do this and obviously just busy with Russia. Now that we're not doing Russia's here, we got more time to focus on his idea and hopefully bring his idea to life. Yeah. And realize that, hey, you know what? Social media is king. You know, so, you know, hopefully, like I said, hopefully we could just keep going and, and, and you know, help out the Graves where we can, um, help out Keegan where we can. And like I said, we do have hopefully a project in the works right now. Um, we will let you guys know when we know. Um, but no, I'm excited for that project. Um, but yeah, you know, like I said, we're back. Happy to be back. Um, we bought a janky uh, $60 <laughs> table and chairs. Uh, we couldn't even sit on the chairs that they gave us because they're not big man they are, certified. <laughs> they are very flimsy. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you know, definitely not a reinforced uh, chair. Those chairs yeah. were built in fucking Cambodia. Yeah. And uh, the other thing, too, is like, let us know. Did you guys like the live stream? Did you guys, you know, or we could just start doing videos where we just upload them to our YouTube page uh, the day of or the day after or whatever. And, you know, let us know, you know, like I said, we we are planning on doing weekly podcasts again, obviously with racing, we got so much to cover um, just for the fact that we've been gone. Um, But to go into, I guess, our first guest, I mean, a little. Well, should we talk about the, uh, do you want to talk about the preseason first and Andy go, or do we want to get into our guest? Um, I mean, we can, we can. Do you want to talk about then the preseason and Andy go with the, on the next podcast and we get into our Yeah, guests? because I guess it really doesn't have to do about preseason for anything. Yeah. You know, well, I, I mean, mean, like, I our, mean, like I our picks. I guess, yeah. Oh, okay. Like our picks our and stuff that, Well, I yeah. mean, we got to wait for Lyle to get out of rehab for that. No. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's a good point. Oh, yeah, then we went blonde. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. we went blonde yeah. for a fucking 15-minute laugh. Yeah, that totally backfired. Yeah, and then we're going to be all summer. Yeah. I'll tell you <laughs> what, though. At least we did it now where we can, you know, get a tan and get brown so then, like, it looks good. Whereas, yeah. can you imagine if we got blonde, like, in October, yeah, November, no, but- and then we just get all pasty and just people are like, ugh. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Uh, Look like a waxy hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes a waxy Oh, uh, uh, no. shit. Terrible uh, fucking skin tone. Uh, like I said, I don't know. I mean, we got so much. To, I want to talk about so much, but obviously yeah. we got other. We have a lot to talk about yeah. today, especially with I our mean, guests. I and, mean, and with our guests coming up, you know, it, it's more of like it came out of the blue. Like we had them. We wanted them on beforehand. Yep. And then we we started talking, not even talking with them, but he sent us a snap and everything. We're like, ooh, run with it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? We, yeah. You know, we like, wanted him on, and yeah, like you said, he sent a snap. He just gotten got one of those moods, man. Yeah, where he went down a rabbit hole. Yeah, went down a big rabbit hole. <laughs> big old financial rabbit hole. Yeah. So then, um, obviously, again, um, we discussed this off off the podcast and figured how we were gonna present this. Yeah, handle it. Um. Because obviously we are just a platform. Yes. That's all we are. We're a platform. We love what we do. We want to keep our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 I mean, not even keep our jobs, but we want to uh, keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. Minute 23. Yeah. Remember. <laughs> yeah. We love what we do. <laughs> yeah. 
um yeah, like I said, we're just we're just a platform. So yeah, I, um, I, maybe you could go into it more. Yeah, we just want to preface, I guess, that um, so we we wanted to bring on um Keegan, and just kind of talk about things like obviously we he's one of our clients, and we just kind of want to talk about Your best you know friend. he had a yeah, and then we he had a he had a you know rough Andy go, and then um I mean geez hour hour and a half ago, even like this morning kind of last night he was just uh, not happy with. Uh, some of the things that are taking place financially um, within, you know, the series champ and just kind of the cost of things. And we're like, okay, like we didn't think anything of it. And then he <laughs> posted something about it about an hour and a half ago. And we're like, well, I guess this is, uh, this is the topic that we're going to have. Um, it's just kind of the, um, the, the monetary stuff that's going on. And we're like, okay, well, we're willing to talk about it, but we just, again, want to remind Everyone remind people that we are a platform. We're in media. We're here to provide, you know, video, uh, audio, photo, stuff like that. Again, a platform for people yeah, well, to share their their opinions. Do yep. they necessarily reflect or do we, you know, like agree with everything everybody says? No, absolutely not. I know that we've been in our fair share of trouble, but that's why we're saying like, hey, you know, that what we're about to um, kind of discuss isn't something that we're necessarily like gun ho behind. I mean, we're not racers, so we're not. Yeah, we don't understand yeah. the, the the toll that it takes. Yeah, we don't understand the business side of it. Yeah, and and the fans, you guys may not understand the business side of it. And you know, you know, we're very fortunate enough where these racers do um, talk to us about it. Yes, and and, and and like because we are fortunate enough for it there was an opportunity there to have a discussion about yes. it. And that's what we're going to do is have a discussion uh, about it, whether people agree with it or not. Yes. Um, but again, it's an opportunity. They trust us enough to be able to talk to us about it. And yeah. it's like, well, especially if they're willing to do it on the podcast, it's like, okay, well, yeah, great, man. Like, like we, we, we appreciate it. So um, that's what we're here to do. That's what we're going to do. Are you, are you, are we bringing back uh Intros, or are you going to go off the fly? Uh, I don't know. I might go off the fly. Because um, obviously of what we know now, because not only that, but like what we're going to discuss about too, like even this year, a lot of drivers did drop out. Yes. Or not even drop out, but they're Didn't. doing selective races yeah. too. Yep. You know, you got Jared Brooks, which we knew last year that he retired. Mm-hmm. You know, he just knew that it wasn't financially sound for him to keep doing what he's doing. Um, not only that, but then he has a growing family, you know, he, he wants yep. to pursue different stuff. And I totally understand that from a, a parent uh, aspect of it. You know, then you got Dougie Mutag. You know, he wasn't there at the first round. Hopefully he shows up this weekend. Um, you know, so. No climbing. No <laughs> no word from climbing. Mm-hmm. Brock Hager <laughs> didn't show up. Brock Hager didn't even show up. Yeah. I mean, you under you see Kyle Greaves' interviews. You know, wishing that Brock Hager was here. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like not saying that the rest of the pro life field is not capable of beating Kyle. Yeah, but you know, there goes a good competitor for him. And Pro Four, um, you know, unfortunate. You know, Andrew Carlson. Yeah, only doing select races, so you lose one big, one big client. Um, who else was in Pro Four? Well, I mean, again, another topic we can talk about next week is Kyle Duke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kyle Duke. I mean, 
Bummer. Bummer. Yeah. Uh, and then Johnny took a tumble. Yeah. Then Johnny's out now, and with you know, yeah, with injuries that may take a while. Yeah. Uh, his goal is to try to be back for ERX, which I think is fucking insane. Yeah. You know he's old. And then even <laughs> Scotty Lawrence, man. Yeah, Scotty Lawrence. You, you know, not not taking the surgery. Yeah. That's <laughs> four guys in Pro Four. Yeah. Out. 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 Looking like Pro Four, looking more like 450. Yeah. <laughs> Moto 450. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Motocross. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I don't know. It, it's crazy. It's, uh, you know, it's not ideal. You know, it seems like uh, Champ goes up and down. And right now, we're going to try to figure out how we can fix it. What are, not even fix it, but give suggestions. Yeah. So, again, like my baby mama said, <laughs> they're just suggestions. It's up to you to listen. Yes. We, remember, <laughs> we love what we do. We're just a platform. Uh, we our, our opinions and whatnot do not reflect everything that everybody says. Yep. <laughs> and the only reason I do this is because then when I... Oh, and then I did my stand-up comedy last week. So oh, yeah, yeah. Another thing I mean, we talk about. Yeah, so yeah, shit. That's something that like comedy stores have to say is like we do not agree with everything that they say. So I, right now I feel like a comedy store. <laughs> well, yeah, so we're going to have our, our guests come on. And, yeah, we're going to let it roll. Again, we did plan this podcast for last Tuesday. It is now Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we are like five days behind. Yeah, a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. A little crazy. So, um, again, bear with us. We're back. We're happy to be back. We're happy to, to have you as listeners again. And yeah, let's fucking do this. So here's our first guest. I don't even know what. Oh, there it is. Oh, okay. There it is. I, was like, I don't even know what uh, slider it is. <laughs> Been so long. Yeah, it was funny. He was like, you're going to have me on at 6 p.m., right? I'm like, no, in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously. He's not answering. He is not going to answer. What's he doing? I don't know. He's the one. Probably playing Call, Call of Duty. I know, right? Giving us a hard time. Hello. And our next guest is on his 12th reason why. Had a rough Andy go and a rough 2020 season. We have Pro 2 points champion from 2021, Keegan Kincaid. <laughs> How's it going, guys? What's going on, brother? Oh, not too much. Just I was just about ready to fire the race truck. So, <laughs> yeah, fire the. Ra- he was about ready to fire up the PlayStation Five and play Call of Duty. Yeah, we know that uh, you guys work on. Uh, I was actually surprised you were this on time for calling. <laughs> <laughs> we're early. Yeah, like- yeah. So I was like, oh, I could probably get the truck fired up, get everything put together before they call. So, I know you text us in our group text. You're like uh, six p.m. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, I'm five minutes, bro. <laughs> so what's up, brother? Yeah, what's going on, man? Oh, not too much. Just, um, you know, getting ready, prepared for Crandon. You know, me and my dad are in the shop today. And, um, yeah, just uh, things going good so far. You yeah. know what I mean? We, we uh, you know, obviously, Andy Go wasn't the way we want to finish. But in, in all in all, like, after looking back on it, you know, truck was good yeah i think our our truck you know we built a brand new one and uh this truck feels great and so i'm excited we had a little bit of unfortunate luck first day you know 
and then um, ends up starting in the back and some mistakes on me. So locking some rust off and then, you know, truck will be prepared. Uh, you know, we're making some good changes for Crandon. And I think we're going to be ready again. So. so with everything that's happened, I mean, let's go back to even last year. So Andigo, Crandon, ERX, um, and even well, and then I would even say fall Crandon and then Andy go again. I mean, that's five races there. That's that's bad luck. Do you do you think you've got a bad luck bug, or do you think it's just a testament at how much luck is involved in being in a pro two? Oh, you know, it, it's probably you know a combination. A lot of the the stuff that happens out on the track is is um, out of control. But it, it was a it, basically, I think a lot of it was parts that that are out of your control. You know what I mean? We had a couple of issues and then it's like the snowball effect. I truly believe like what happens is when you're working on fixing one thing, you obviously take time out of, out of to fix your, or pre- prepare for other things when you're fixing bumpers every day of the week or cutting off the front half of the truck. Obviously the other things, you know, it, it becomes priority to fix that first. Well, when things are going well, you have time to make some adjustments, time to tune, you advance your program. And so, you know, that, that hurt us a little bit, I think in this last season, you know, trying to figure out what the problems were on, um, and not even so much this in Antigo. I think that was just, you know, a coincidence, you know what I mean? I, you know, obviously we were fast. I only had one lap in the, in qualifying got fourth, which, you know, we were plenty happy with, you know, with having only one lap and had a dry shaft issue there. Um, but that just went back to the same thing of, of preparation, you know, missed, missed prep. And, uh, but we're back on it, you know, got the truck ready. The truck was in one piece when we left Andy go felt good. Um, obviously we had one less race on it. Um, so we had to make adjustments and we'll continue to make adjustments going into Crandon. And I feel really comfortable going into hometown track now. So, so, um, what was the deal with the drive shaft? Cause not only did it happen in practice, but it also happened during the race. Yeah. So they were, they're basically two different events that, that they, they weren't even related, which is kind of funny. You know, first one we backed a bolt out of, um, uh, pinion or pinion yoke. And that's just, that just came from not checking it. You know, we were just in a rush. We did some testing and threw, threw something quick at it and was focusing on other things. And, it broke the bolt. And then the next one was, you know, we had a little bit of contact second corner hit us in the rear tire and it cracked the drive shaft and ended up breaking the drive shaft the next day. So, um, yeah, two totally unrelated stuff, but it was funny cause it had us scrambling. And once we figured it all out and had no problems on Sunday. So yeah, we're, we're back, back at it again. Um, made some good changes. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing is, is like if it happens on the first day and you don't get a lap, you got, you don't get a lap time for qualifying, yep. which I, I kind of disagree with at the moment. I think, you know, that now you're lumping two days into one, essentially. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You better have a good first day to make sure you're in it for second, you know, second day. So, you know, you got penalized twice, essentially, you know, when it happens on Sunday, that's not a, not as big as a deal, but you know, that's a topic for discussion later on and what the series does and, you know, we can put our suggestions in, but we just go out there and race. So, um, but as far as that, no, we trucks almost back together. Like I said, we were starting it today, working today, me and my dad and they'll put it together and, and, um, be ready for the weekend. So, yeah, you guys were working so hard in the off season. You almost, uh, killed one of your mechanics, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chaz, <laughs> Chaz. Uh, I guess Chaz uh, couldn't hang anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, with us at the track, but uh, right. well, that's what uh, heat and exhaustion does to you, I guess. So. Yeah, no. Sorry, was- he's back in business. He he didn't quit on us. So <laughs> no, it was so funny. He ca- he comes back from the hospital or maybe from the hotel room. And uh, he just comes around the corner. He was like, I'll die for this team. I'm like, like, no shit. (laughs) He almost did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what it takes. Like, you know, you get a couple of committed guys and I appreciate those guys, especially coming for summer help and putting in the effort. And yeah, that's what it takes is a team of people that want to be here and have fun. And um, that's what it's about. So, and and speaking of fun, like, and that's what I I noticed from last year to even now with uh, with you. Obviously, we're friends, you know, off the track. So, like, it's cool to see, like, I guess, like Keegan, like, just having fun again, like enjoying what he loves to do. Because, like, um, when your shot, uh, drive shaft broke on Saturday during the first round, you know, I'm like, oh shit, like damn like here we go again like the season starting off like this and then when i when we walk back to the to the pits and i'm like huh he's laughing enjoying it um playing with his kids you know like just you know you're still smiling when we got back so yeah that, you know that, to see yeah and that was one of my goals you know what i mean like you know i've had conversation with people about the last you know couple of years even when i won a championship it you know yeah having a championship and you win it you should feel, feel way more excited than what I actually did. But I think it was just a combination of the work and the, you know, the commitment and, and time and not seeing kids because you're working so much. And, you know, and I just, my goal this year was to get back to having fun. You know, I I told myself when I first started, if I wasn't having fun, I I wasn't going to keep doing this. You know what I mean? And I want my family to be there. My kids are at almost every single race. You know, it's a family sport. If you look around, you know, everybody has their family there, you know, Johnny and, and, you know, even, even Ryan B, you know, his kids are there and, and they're enjoying it. And that's how I was raised. You know, I was raised at the racetrack. And so I, I really appreciate, you know, grateful, I guess, say to, to be able to have my family there and, and be with me and um, support. So, I, so yeah, I want to, I want to be a good example for them. And sometimes you just got to, take the good with the bad. You know what I mean? Obviously you're not going to change the outcome and um, being mad really does nothing, you know, for the outcome. It's just put your best foot forward again and, and see what you can do from there. Mm-hmm. Um, question I got is, do you think that the uh, pro two points championship is kind of like the uh, Madden curse? And so hear me <laughs> out, hear me out. <laughs> so Kleiman won the uh, pro two points championship the following year. He had a dog shit year. And then that's the year that you won your Pro Two Points Championship, right? Next year, yeah. you had a dog shit year. Jarrett Brooks wins the Pro Two Championship, retires. So then that Madden curse mm-hmm. goes back on you again. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you've had. I think you uh, got too much time to say. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, he, you know, someone did mention to me, like, like myself and I think climbing are the only ones and like i think in the spec era to ever that that was a champion that ever came back the next year race in that class yeah it's dude uh so and so so even cj when he won the championship the next year he went pro four like it didn't he never showed back up you know so it, it was kind of funny when someone told me that i was like huh 
That is kind of, yeah. Yeah. Now climbing's not here. So, you know, the only, only short course champion in the spec class that, that is back, you know what I mean? It's who, you know? So that's, what's crazy to me. Well, I mean, yeah. Crazy to think. 2018 was what CJ 2019, I think was also well, Luke won one. Luke won this first back, I think. Oh, so the 2018 year, right? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And, and then, then uh, Mikey, well, Mikey won one. In 17. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then he retired. Well, and then who, yeah. was, who was 16 then? Was that CJ? And then 15 was Bryce. I think 16 in 2016, I was in the big pro two. So 2017 was the first spec year. Oh yes. 2017, it was. I was in, in pro four. So 2017 was the first spec pro two engine truck class. And I think that was either Mikey, Mikey. or Mikey or Luke won that year. I think it was Mikey and then Luke. Yeah. And then I won in 2019 and then climbing. 2018 was Luke. That was either Luke or yeah. Mikey and then climbing. Yep. Mikey wanted, I remember him, he won. And then I was like, dude, I'm like, going to keep it going. He's like, nah, he kind of did the Jared Brooks thing. He's like, I'm going to go out on top. He's like, I want it. I'm good. And then the next year Luke won it in dramatic fashion. And then you won it in 19. Yeah. I guess I should have retired. Gave you a second chance at 21. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're like, are you sure you don't want to retire? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But no, yeah, it's, um, you know, that just, that's another conversation to be had is like, you know, how do we keep our champions here and racing? And, you know, a lot of that has to do with, you know, you know, what I think we're going to talk about is, is the cost to race and, and the value of, of racing in the series and, and be able to continue to do it, you know, and, and provide sponsorships and, and, and do it for a living, you know, not, not as a hobby. So yep. yeah, that's a tough thing. Well, and that's something that we discussed about too, just uh, before we brought you on was just kind of the, uh, the amount of missing people. I mean, I mean, we can go down the list, like obviously, unfortunately, you know, Kyle LaDuke is out for medical reasons, um, yeah. you know, and then Andrew Carlson wasn't there in his pro four at Antigo. Uh, and then no Kleiman, no Mateg, um, no Brooks. And then, dude, even no Dave Mason Jr. Yep. Uh, at Antigo. And then pro light, no Brock Hager. I mean, you know, the spec class picked up, the pro spec class picked up, which is great. Um, but I mean, like you said, you know, Dave Mason went back to side-by-sides and then he's only going to yeah. be racing Crandon and pro two. Or Pro 2 at both Crandons, that's it. And then Carlson's selective. Anderson's are selective. Do you think, Do you think unfortunately, that's going to be the, uh, the the way of short course then, where you got to be yeah, selective? I ho- I, yeah, I hope not. And, uh, you know, that was one one of the, you know, my post wasn't meant to be, like, negative or putting down anybody. It was meant to kind of be an eye-opener and, understand why maybe some of these people don't show up or why they can't be there and in the cost to do it. And, you know, obviously my cost is way different than some other people or, you know, we do this for a living. You know, my dad's been doing it for so long. We're in his shop and there's a lot of determining factors, but, you know, especially the people that come from the West coast, you know, that's a totally different cost mm-hmm. and a totally different travel fees. And, and when you don't have, or if you're doing it for a living, or even if it's just a hobby that, that adds up. And, um, it's something that continues to, to add up. And when you finally get to the point of, is it justified? Um, you know, people have to make decisions 
And so I think that's, that, that's the case that is happening now is, you know, people are making decisions. They have other alternatives, you know, to provide content for sponsorships. And, um, it all comes down to value basically is, is the cost to go racing equal or is the value more for a potential sponsor or event to show up there, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so that's, that's what it's balancing down to. And I think a lot of people are just making decisions because, you know, as we talked before, there's, there's not a lot of incentive to win a championship, especially when you're talking financially or, you know, advancing in that, but yeah, it's, a it's, um, it's an interesting topic. I don't know the answer to be honest with you. And I, I just, I can give you my opinion on it. And, um, but I think, you know, being able to, you know, Robbie Gordon always told us it was that, you know, short course is always the best kept secret. And, um, you know, I like I, a lot of ideas that people are talking about combining with other known racing, you know, whether it's, um, rally cross or ultra four and Cranon's already done a little bit of that with the ultra four side of it. I think that's a, a help give both of our, you know, respective series, you know, a, a, a jump in growth. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, it's up to debate. And, um, I just wanted to basically give some transparency on, on the cost to do what we're doing and, and, and just move from there. Yeah. Cause even at one point during the off season, you were even debating on having a selective race race schedule too. Because again, yeah. like you said, you can make more money um, doing promo shows for Lucas Oil and go to selected events that they want to send you to than actually race the series itself. Yeah, and, and, and that that goes back to you know what we we're just talking about on, yep. on value of yes. of of the event and the cost to do business at that event. And so you know, racing obviously is an expensive sport to start with, and um, you know all those fees on there have nothing to do with the cost of race truck or race trailer. And, uh, those are just fees and the cost of doing business to get to the track and, and be there for the weekend almost before you even hit the track. And so, you know, that's all added cost on top of it. And, and now there's plenty of opportunity out there for shows and content creation with social media and being able to, to boost, boost, basically going to a couple shows for the for the cost of one race. And so, um, you know, I think what, what we struggle with right now with the series is, is the events being so not, not, um, timeline close together, but close together is in location. And so we see a, a decent amount of turnover rate of the number of people that come, you know, the same number of people that come to each event. And so, you know, that value obviously goes down then, because they can see the same fans at Crandon as they can in Minot or any go. And so that goes into it. And so there's a multiple different factors and, and stuff that makes it justifiable. I know, <laughs> I know some of us are, you know, just have a problem with ego and wanting to win and compete for championships because that's what this sport was based around is competitiveness. And, and that's why I think anybody that's a competitor loves short course racing. It's the most fun that you'll have you know, you race the most badass trucks in the world and, um, somehow we can't continue to keep affording to do it. And so, yeah, no, I'm, a. uh, there's plenty of options. I just, I, you know, opened up the conversation and, 
and hopefully it's for the good and hopefully it gives an understanding to the fan and if they had questions and or maybe a potential racer and you know open up the topic to you know hopefully better the sport of short course you know that's ultimately my goal and i think even the tracks and the series have the same goal in mind maybe there's different different ways to get there but um i mean i i mean no will will you know when i say it i just i think transparency is best um i've always found that you know being transparent with someone and 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 being straightforward is is the right way and it's always worked out well for people so we'll see what happens and um continue to go from here hopefully we can have more conversations and and help the sport you know i know there's a lot a lot of conversations to be had this year and going into the next and we'll prepare for prepare how we need to so I guess the the question I have is, uh, you know, I kind of I, I do want to keep the conversation flowing here, but I guess for me is what what prompted uh, you to kind of like start to step back and start to kind of add up all these costs? Was it just like, again, you know, you had a rough year last year, rough year at Andigo, you know, you're not getting those um, winning payouts or podium payouts or whatever it may be. And after, you know, rough year, you're like, Hey man, like I'm not, I'm not making any sort of winnings here. And now this shit, is it, is it kind of something like that? Or I guess what prompted? No. Yeah, no. So obviously we all know it's not the winnings. So, um, uh, basically, you know, what, what it's always been a topic of discussion between racers and and talks about it. And, you know, there's always been this misinterpretation of what it actually costs and what we make. And, and, um, you know, I, speaking of like when I was younger and when I first started racing, you know, you'd invest everything you had into, into your program, into your race trucks, because it was competition and your egos would get in the way and you'd spend every dime and some to be competitive and try to win. Yeah. As you become older, you get a family, you have responsibilities you have to provide. And now all of a sudden it changes in a different direction. And so you have to still, you're still providing, but now you really start to look at the numbers. Now it's not so much about winning. You still want to win, but how do I provide the best, you know, how, how do I financially basically continue to do this? And so whether it's providing alternative means, whether you're, you know, some people are doing side jobs or, you know, like Ryan beat does, he's having people race underneath them, helps him with some income, you know, you know, obviously without sponsors, none of this would be happen, happen. You know what I mean? And I've been fortunate enough, you know, to have Lucas oil behind me. Cooper tire has been with me since, you know, 2014 and, um, vision wheels been with me for, you know, at least half of that. And so, you know, I've developed great relationships with them. You know, they're honest people. They, they, they work with me and, you know, we work to do other things, you know, it's, um, a relationship game and how can we help each other succeed? basically. And, um, that's what it's come down to. And ultimately that's, what's made me look at, you know, short course racing is, uh, we're spending all this money to go racing and how can I provide, you know, my sponsors value elsewhere or, or additionally. And so, um, that's, I guess, you know, how it's kind of started. And, you know, I've got to the point of, of, Hey, let's, uh, let's be transparent. You know, it's worked out for a lot of people and, 
um, I think a lot of people want to see that side. And so, you know, like I've talked with you guys about doing more behind the scenes stuff. And I, I just, I, I really, I think as a, as a fan, you know, cause that was how I first started was a fan, you know, and I love seeing the behind the scenes and I loved when Torque did the, uh, you know, rival between Ricky and Johnny and, yep. and the racing on that side, I think, you know, my wife even watched it that year, you know? And so, um, I just, you know, I want to show people what it actually takes to, to race. You know, I want to show them my family behind me and I want to show them, you know, what my dad goes through. And, I, and, um, you know, that's the part I, I want to show them reality, you know, social media for the most part has all been positive, you know, and it's this false positivity for the most part, because nobody wants to show the negativity. I always think of like BJ Baldwin or, um, he does a great job of actually showing both sides, you know, the struggles and the, and the, and the ups and downs, you know? And so, you know, I, I'm open for that because like I said, it all kind of goes back to this false narrative that, that we're better, or, you know, we provide, you know, we make all this money and in reality, you know, it's not that. And so we're, we're normal. Like everybody else, we, we put in the work, we compete, you know, we're competitors and it all takes money. And, um, you know, we're all trying. And so that's just, I guess that's one of the main things is, is just being open and honest with people. And if it helps someone else out, whether it's a fan or a, or a friend and, um, we're human, you know what I mean? There's nothing special about, about us. And, you know, obviously, yeah, you might have a little more fans or, but we're still people. And so, and that's what I want to show people and, um, give them a look into what we actually do and what it takes. And I know that doesn't correlate with a lot of um, racers on that side of it, but um, everybody has their own expenses. And so this was a start and hopefully it, it might even help racers to, to reach out and, and to speak about it. Um, hopefully, you know, like I said, in the beginning, it was my, my goal was to help better the sport and help be more honest and open, open about it and, and just move forward. So. Go ahead, Jeffrey. Uh, uh, yeah, because uh, at the end of the day, I mean, it just started off as just you sent us a snap saying, this is what I paid just for a race entry. Yeah. And then obviously then we kind of fed into it and then we we're like, well, what's the whole weekend cost? Then? And then you're like, no. yeah. and you're like, you know what? I never really like tallied up or never just really concentrated on that. And, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and like I said, you sent us the number. I'm like, holy fuck. Like yeah, what? insane. And I'm like, dude, yeah. you guys make a eighth of that if you guys if you win. Yeah, you know, and that and that's what the reality is about it is, um, you know, the cost to to show up to the track and and, and like like I said, my numbers are actually probably low. I, I'm I'm very fortunate to have you know like JP Remington came and hooked me up to the trailer, hooked up to my trailer and brought me to Antigo. Like I don't I don't actually own a semi trailer because I try to save budget. Yep. and try to do it. You know, or I own the trailer, but not the truck. Yep. Um, you know, Jamie Flannery was able to do it last year for me, help me out tremendously. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Ryan bead and these guys that are traveling from North Carolina, you know, Ryan, I think said he spent eight grand to go out to King of the hammers and back, you yep. know? And so, so obviously that, that cost can change. And, you know, like Cole says is he's traveling from the West as well. 
you know, flights and, and everything. And I, even on some of my costs, I'm pretty concerned. I didn't want to break it down completely. And I, I just wanted people to understand the picture, you know, and, and I actually, I am low on a lot of it. You know what I mean? So, um, cause you're just going by like the close races that are for you. Yeah. Like yeah. And, and that's what I said. Out. I'm for, I'm fortunate. Like, obviously it costs me more to go to, to ERX. I mean, it's not a huge distance. It costs me more to go to, it's going to cost me more to go to Oklahoma. Um, yeah, it's just all little things add up and, you know, we do expense reports and, but it finally just like caught up to me. I'm like, man, we are spending a lot, a lot of money. And if I am, I don't know, you know, I know there's a lot of other racers that are spending more than me. Yeah. And, um, you know, in that expense report that that's nothing like that doesn't include pro two build, the pro two maintenance, trailer costs and maintenance, insurances, weekly employees, fiberglass graphics. I mean, everything down the, the line, you know what I mean? That doesn't include shop towels, office expenses, any of that, you know? And so Medium. that's just to get to the racetrack to race. Yeah. And so, so I, I hope it just gives a good perspective of, of the amount of money. And, and when racers sometimes go to the series and say, Hey, you know what I mean? There is a lot of money on the line for this. And when the track isn't safe or, you know, we have certain areas where, you know, the track's money. That is why people say, Hey man, I don't, I don't want to race today. You know, I can't race because if I wreck an engine, that's going to cost me $50,000, yeah. you know? And so when we're competing for, you know, uh, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So, because at the end of the day, like, I guess like, what would your solution be then as far as yeah. like, um, we're going from, you know, numbers by racers, but how can we, add more money into the series or how can the series be more, I guess, um, yeah. uh, uh, I don't even know the word. Um, yeah. And it's not, and it's not all on a series. I think, oh, no, no, yeah, no, no, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a combination, you know, of a lot of things. I think, you know, sponsorship tracks and series, even and drivers all should be, you know, in the conversation together, you know, on, on how we can, you know, how do we make it feasible for everybody? And, um, yes. you know, you know, one of my biggest comments was like, who's actually doing this for a living. And I think you can count on one hand, how many people in the pro category who are racing for a living. And so, um, you know, that comes down to it is, um, you know, how do we, you know, and, and I don't think it's cutting, cutting the cost of those isn't that big of a deal. It's how do we, get enough promotion to increase the value of our race. And so I can justify the cost, you know, you know, whether it's for a sponsor or justify the cost to show up is because I have the value, whether it's on TV or the social media coverage or, you know, Crandon has the crowd, you know, 50,000 people are here. Well, that all has value. And so if we can increase those, you know, then it's justifiable for us and um, we have something to sell and go to the racers, you know, Um, obviously, you know, times are changed and people are selling their lifestyles and that's helping pay for racing. Um, You know, and that's kind of where, where I'm at. I'm doing multiple shows, doing different things, you know, expanding besides just short course to help continue to do this. You know, I love short course racing. That's what I was raised in. My dad, you know, since 89 race short course racing and he's told me stories. So I've heard the good and the bad. And, um, there's, you know, you could have conversation for days about, 
about it. And, um, you know, yeah. And so it's going to take a combination of, of the right people to, you know, be able to invest together, you know, um, and put up some money and, maybe it's teaming up with someone and, and working together. I know Crandon, Crandon does a good job of, of running their, their program. Um, they do put in money, but like RJ said, you know, he commented and said, essentially, you know I mean? He could travel out here, win the cup race and still take a loss. And so <laughs> that, that's hard to justify. Yeah. And, and, and I, I mean, where you're making that difference up is, is the value, you know, Crandon has a lot of value. Uh, they have good TV, they have the crowd, they have the parade. So they, they give you that added value that, that you can sell to a sponsor and, and everybody wants to be at Crandon. And so, yeah, it's a, and that's why one reason I, I started this is because I don't know if I'm right. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's the right answer. And so that's why I want to start conversations because we've continued to talk about, you know, this, this isn't a conversation that has just all of a sudden happened like between racers yesterday. Yeah. This is a conversation that's been had for the last 10, 15 years. And so it, it finally is just like, okay, you know, people are dropping out. We're losing where we we're losing, you know, champions. Um, why aren't they racing again? And what is the reasoning behind this? And so I just basically, you know, start the conversation and hopefully people are listening and, and taking perspectives. And, and that's the great thing about social media is you can have a conversation with people around the world and hopefully it's for the good. And that's why I said being constructive and I, I hate social media on the side of most of the time it's destructive. People are complaining or doing that. And, and I, even I'm guilty of that sometimes, but you know, I, it's the goal is to, to continue to be doing this. And how do I, how do I provide for my children? And, and if my son wants to race and ultimately that's been the whole hold on allowing them to race is cost. And so it's not cheap. And and um, anybody that says di- different is probably lying to you. So, um, yeah, well, hopefully, you know, I know there's a lot of different perspectives and um, hopefully this can be a step in the right direction to to help us all. So, so obviously, as uh, you know, some people know and, I, you know, as you know, um, you know, I've been in the sport or I guess I've been watching the sport uh, for a very long time since I was about four years old. And, um, I guess the, something I've, I've recognized, especially last weekend at Andigo, and I think I've recognized this with you beforehand is that at Andigo, unfortunately, Johnny took a tumble and, uh, you know, was out. Um, CJ essentially became that de facto pro four leader then. And it almost seemed like a passing of the guard then that CJ was kind of that, that, leader and that representer of pro four now. And I feel like you've been the pro two leader and I feel like you two together, you know, are kind of taking a step in the right direction as far as, you know, wanting more for the sport. I mean, before them, who was it? It was what your dad. And then it was guys like, you know, Ricky or Johnny or whoever it may be. And now it seems like you two are the guys now that are kind of the Midwest, um, de facto guys that have been around the sport since you were kids, you know, you want to see it growing and it's just so tough too, because it's like, how do we get sponsors to 
invest money into something? How do we get sponsors to invest into racers? And it's like, okay, well, they don't see the value in it. Well, how do we increase the value in it? Well, we increase viewership. Well, how do we increase viewership? Oh, well, whether it's TV deals or media or stuff like this. Okay, well, how do we increase media stuff? Well, we got to pay them. Well, how do we, how do we pay them? Well, we got to get sponsorship. It seems like some vicious recurring cycle that it's so hard to break out of. And, and I, and I guess like, like you said, like maybe, maybe an idea here is do we, do we get a bigger um, processor here for our podcast? And we just have a big round table discussion with guys like you, CJ, Ryan B, Cole Mamer. Like, do we, do we sit guys down and then we just have, a big recurring or just, just a big discussion then. I mean, do we bring guys in like Todd Robinson, who's, you know, the, the guy from vision wheel, do we, we get like a vendor's perspective on it? Do we bring in, right. you know, Kenda Mike, like, like how do we, how do we kind of get out of this, this cycle? Cause like you said, it is the best kept secret. Robbie Gordon has said it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how do we get it out there? How, how do we tell yeah. the secret then? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I agree. I think, you know, obviously, you know, my, my cost is estimated and that's just for racing racers. That isn't a sponsorship cost, a, you know, Cooper or whoever bringing a activation. And some people are bringing full on activation where they're grooving tires and mounting and dismounting and having higher employees come back. So they have a huge overhead as well. You know, if you look at, you know, Toyo, for example, you know, they're paying Johnny and CJ plus having an activation. Well, now they don't, but they had an activation and employees and grooving. And so that's a huge cost. And it's, it's even hard for them to justify. Okay. Is it justifiable if I only have one driver there and is it justifiable for this? So they got a lot of questions. It'd be interesting to have someone on, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, someone within the series, or maybe it's someone that's interested in coming into the series and what is their thoughts? And so, you know, I think those are all great questions. I think we've all just kind of kept to ourselves for the most part, but I, I don't, I think there's, there's a lot of potential, you know, I, here's, this has always been my thought and, um, I, I really enjoy Robbie's thought process on this is that, you know, this is an entertainment business. Yes. You know? And 100%. so, um, I understand we are racing and that's exactly why we have inverts and we have competition cautions. I think there's a misconception behind that as well, but if we don't have fans or we don't, you know, have opportunity to race in front of someone, or I, I think that's, you know, one of the things that we're missing is I think there's a bigger potential for entertainment and um, you know, I'm not bashing a sportsman or nothing on that side of it, but you know, Kyle Duke said, you know, like he said, tracks. Yeah our trucks are capable and we're capable drivers. We're professional drivers. We do this for a living. You know, our tracks can be bigger. Our jumps can be bigger. We can have more entertainment. You know, you're seeing over under jumps. Mid America just did an over under jump. Wheatland's got an over under jump. Travis Pastrana is pushing rally cross to the next level. Hey, we're going to jump 150 feet. We're hitting it at a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. And so that's all stuff you know, that I think is, um, important, you know, is the entertainment side of it. You know, I look at it as a, when I, like you, I was a fan when I was your age too, right? Like when we were younger, yep. we were both fans, you know, I watched my dad and I remember sitting on the hill in Crandon and they had, they had, remember that 
t-shirt man doing wheelies down the front stretch. Oh, yeah, they had yeah, balloon, yeah. balloon launches going into the pond. You know, they had this entertainment factor in between races. They entertained the crowd and there was t-shirt giveaways. There was someone throwing out t-shirts every in between everything. So there's free t-shirts getting thrown out. That was the entertainment. I feel like we've all lost that in a little bit. You know, Crandon is, is doing it differently. You know, they're bringing in entertaining, different entertainment. Um, but I think, you know, as a series perspective, how do we entertain the crowd and keep them coming back? And, and, um, uh, that's just the way I look at it is, you know, I, I want it to be entertaining for people, Yeah, you know, no, I mean- and step it up. We, we have so much capabilities, our trucks, we are continuing to build bigger, faster, stronger vehicles. And, um, they're more capable than ever than, um, we, we don't even show their potential, I guess is what I'm saying. And so, um, there's plenty of opportunity for that. You know, I went to a PBR event. If anybody's ever been to a bull riding event now, now you don't even have to be a bull riding fan or a cowboy, nothing like that. <laughs> you will be entertained. And they did a great job. They're an entertainment business as well. And so, um, they do a good job of entertaining you. They got, you know, Cooper tire puts in, uh, they have the entertainment with the clown and the, it, it's just a nonstop show until it's done. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in the end it does take money. And, um, but if you have something that's worth money, which I think we do as a, as a whole, our, our business or entertainment business is, is entertaining. It's probably one of the most entertaining. I've done some different racing. It's probably the one of the most entertaining, you know, forms of racing around. And so, um, how do we get it out there? And so everybody's got a little bit of different perspective and, but I know, you know, there's, I just, I I think there's some really good conversations that are being had and I, I look forward to that. I just, basically if I could add to it and help and I'm here to help any way way I can, I'm here to invest, you know, I invested for the last, you know, 10, 15 years into this. And, um, um, I'm appreciative of all the people that have stuck by me and, you know, sponsors, you know, new and old, you know, Mike Jenkins was one of them that got me into it, you know, and was able to do it. And, you know, he, at that time he was, you know, sponsoring the whole pro light class and, and, and doing a bunch of stuff. And, in 2013, I think I brought home 80,000 just in, yeah. in, um, uh, winnings, just in winnings. I remember that you telling me yeah. like what your pro light win was, like how much it was per yeah. win and fast lap and stuff like that. And I was like, I think you had won like something like 12,000 in like a weekend. I was like, holy yeah. shit, man. Yeah. And, and now it's, you know, it, and that was justifiable. You know what I mean? That helped, that helped huge. You know, when you talk about winning and, um, now you have something to race for, um, yeah. right now, right now I feel, you know, everybody wants to win. We're all competitors. That's why we're here. You know, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Um, but yeah, we're all competitors. We want to win, but right now we're, we're racing for egos. <laughs> and, um, so obviously it helps when there's some value out on the table and, and we're competing, um, I, I want to perform well, you know, especially for my kids and, and, but I also want to show them integrity and, and that you do go through struggles. You will lose, you will, you know, you will bounce back and, and you don't quit, you know? And that's what basically it's come down for me this year is, um, you know, we're going to go out and, you know, hopefully win some races. That's, that's the main goal. Um, 
you know, like we're going to Crandon hometown track, always done well there. And so we're prepared, you know, whatever's thrown at us, we'll be all right though. So, so I mean, like, like you had mentioned earlier is that, do you think that it's going to have to take, um, you know, somebody to invest or investors, um, to kind of get the ball rolling on it? You know, it's kind of an analogy like I make is, you know, whenever a business is down or whatever it may be, and I hate to say this because this is kind of the, the the sore subject about things is is money is is in order to get a ball rolling or, or well, it takes a, money to make money. Yeah, well, a yeah. boulder rolling, you got to use a lot of energy. But once the ball's rolling, yeah. you don't have to use as much energy. I think it can be the same thing. Th- same thing can be said is, yeah, it's going to take a lot of money to get things going. But once it gets going, it's not going to take that same amount of money. So it's, yeah, it's I like. Agree. You know, well, yeah. like again, what uh, th- there's so many questions here. I mean, a lot of yeah, the sponsors, and, it's deeper. Too. and yeah. that's what I said oh, for sure. With racing, there's so many multiple sides, and and obviously, you know, I'm I'm talking from the driver's perspective side of it. You guys are talking from media side of it. Um, I think it'd be great to hear different sides of that story and and, and ideas and sponsors. But you know, I I don't know. I, I think you know I've heard great things about Mid America and and them sitting down and I'm really looking forward to go down there and race and, and hopefully meet those guys. And so, but I think it's going to take everybody sitting down and someone willing to listen and, and learn and, and take their values from maybe a business. And it it does take money though. It's going to take money to get things going, um, invested. Um, but the drivers will show up, you know, if there's value, they'll be there. And so, do you think some of it has to do with a location standpoint as well? I mean, with it being in, you know, I don't, I love Mo Lake. I love Crandon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess I'm sorry. I love Crandon, but it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's like bumfuck nowhere. And you've got Bark River in the middle of the UP, which, you know, nobody even know how many, how much, how many people have actually been to the UP. And then you've got, you know, ERX outside of Minneapolis. Minneapolis has never heard of it. Never heard of the off-road racing until I said something at my office at the time. And the reason I say that is because I don't know if you've been kind of keeping up with some of the activities that's, that, that have been going on in Jay, Oklahoma uh, this past weekend. You know, Nitro, yeah. Nitro Cross being there. Dude, fucking Dana White was there with Travis Pastrana. Yeah. How well, do he, we, he's part owner in Rallycross in well, this year in Nitro. So <laughs> Dana White is? Yeah. Well, see, like, how, how do we how do we get something like that? How do we get somebody like that? To come to a race. So like, I'm already like thinking like, uh, uh, um, what, what, fuck, what is it called? Like, like a, a figure of six or a six, whatever it may be. Dude, Dana White has been on like the Nelk boys, like podcasts yeah. and like their videos and shit. Can you imagine the Nelk boys coming to Crandon and partying oh, yeah. and then making a video yeah. of that? Yeah. And, and Crandon, I think is doing great. You know what I mean? Oh, I, for I, sure. think, I think that's, that's kind of, in, in a way, Crandon is, is held the, Midwest racing together with the drivers and stuff like that. And so, no, I agree. I think, you know, honestly, I I would love, I I don't know if it's an answer or what, but I'd love to partner up with rally cross and ultra four. And could you imagine an ultra four rally cross and pro two pro four race pro lights even together? Like, Hey, we're, we're at this event. We're bringing rally cross in. We have ultra four one day and we have short course racing another day. And so, and you can combine some UTVs and because there is some factory support, but that would be the ultimate event. And I think Crandon's trying that, you know, I've heard Crandon does a good job of that, but it's also hard to just get sponsorship for one event, you know? Mm -hmm. And so 
um, having multiple events. And that's why it's great that mid America is, is doing what they're doing, even with the pro lights, you know, providing an opportunity for Kyle to go down and, Mm -hmm. and have another opportunity to race down there. And, you know, Kyle's down there, Grease is, you know, and, and Johnny Holcher down there. And it's awesome. You know, I like, I think that's really cool. I'm kind of jealous in a way. I wish I had an opportunity to, to do that as well. So. Oh, uh, and like, well, like you said, like these events, I mean, ERX has a platform even, you know, they, they've hold the Nitro yeah. rally cross yeah. at their event yeah. too. So, yeah. you know, like you said, one day they have rally cross and the next day they have a, like, like a, maybe a triple crown style yeah. racing where you guys go yeah. Cranon ERX and J Oklahoma, you know, yeah. for even a bigger person, what J Oklahoma is putting on right now. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, a lot of racing for you guys, but I mean, would it, I guess, uh, Fantasyland, like, would would you much rather do a triple crown race than doing a seven race series for way more money? Yeah, and I think I think that's already the way it's kind of going. Is um, nobody remembers championships champions anymore? I you know what I mean? I think yeah, we can only remember from 2017. I did. Yeah, so, <laughs> 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 he goes, I did. <laughs> yeah, and so I just think you know the exposure isn't there as much as it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. When, um, when you race, like when my dad raced with Johnny and those guys in the pro lights back in the day and you know, that was it, you know, what, what wins on Sunday sells on Monday. And that's still, that's still somewhat there, but, um, but definitely with social media changing stuff and there's plenty of opportunity. Like, look at, yeah, like you say, mid America with having Pastrana and Dana White's there and, you know, that's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking millions of people knowing that now and, and gaining exposure and, um, but, but it takes money to do that. And, yes, um, exactly. yeah, it's not just going to happen. And so, um, and you know, need the and, right people to get together. And you know, Travis Pastrana has been forking over millions of dollars probably to set up his nitro rally cross, you know, uh, series and look where it's at now, but not only that, but you think we're the old dogs now. Like we're so used to, we'll, we'll call it traditional style racing and a race series, that maybe it's time to, you know, like you said, fork over to these triple crown series, these shorter events, these like like you said, these shows, you know, where yeah. where it is like a Monster Energy show where there's t-shirt cannons, there's uh, freestyle in between races, there's you know like, you know, yeah, you you might something. have to partner up to partner up with people to be able to afford it. And whether it's splitting costs and, and Hey, you take care of this. And, and, and that's what I said, I, to be honest, I don't know the the right answer. You know, obviously we're just talking, you know, yeah. throwing ideas and out there and um, whether they're right or not, or someone might have a different perspective, but I just, you know, that was one reason I just shared my side just because I know that for a fact, this is what I do. You know, this is my side of the story. And so, um, just to help. How can I help basically? And yeah, I think that's what it is. I, I, we have to be willing to change, you know, as drivers, as series, you know, sponsors changed. Um, we got to be willing to do different things. And so um, if you just stick down the same and narrow path, it's probably not going to lead you in the right direction. So um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm open. I, I, that's where I'm at. I'm open to do different things and experiences and, um, you know, we were down, you know, me and you, Tito went down to the Baja for, you know, 250 down there, San Felipe. 
such a cool event. Um, but again, you talk money to go there and, um, uh, but there's not a lot of people doing that for a living either. Um, desert's a whole nother Avenue. Um, I know Martelli's and those guys are have definitely, you know, worked their magic with the mint 400 and, um, starting their own series and stuff and, and bringing, bringing content availability and sponsor availability to the desert series. Um, but again, like short course is good for me because I'm in the heart of it. You know, we're in Crandon, Wisconsin. I can do it for a living, you know, and partially do from that, you know, partially done from my dad being here. Um, so yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, you know, we know what it takes to do it. We build our own equipment. We fix our own stuff. We don't pay people to do it. And so, um, yeah, it's just cost management and, um, but I don't know. That's what I said. I don't know the answer or the right answer, but hopefully this starts conversations and sparks some, um, um, motivation and, and hopefully it changes in the right direction. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and that's another thing too, is just, <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, kind of just, um, recapping everything that, you know, we've kind of talked about is that I guess, I, I don't know about you, Keegan, but from what I'm getting from it is that not everything necessarily falls on the series because I mean, again, like sponsorships money, sponsorship money has to come from somewhere. You know what I mean? Like yeah. media coverage has to come from somewhere. So it, it is a big collective effort. So I think I just want to preface that by saying that because I want yep. to, I want a fucking job on Monday and for yeah. <laughs> no, and that's what I agree. I, and I agree with you on all that. And that's why I said, you know, even in my post, you know, it, it is a collective effort. Yeah. It isn't one person that's going to change it. It's not drivers. It's not series. It's not tracks. It's going to take a, a legitimate collective effort or someone that has millions and millions of dollars that they feel like giving away. But, yeah. <laughs> um, um, no, I think, I think, but the thing is there is potential and I know it's possible, you know, I've been doing it for, you know, since 2011. And so, yeah, for a living since 2011. And so that's what I mean. I, how do we keep it going? Like, I obviously want to keep racing. I, I love it. I enjoy it. You know, you know, obviously you get the ups and downs with finishing, but it's a bigger picture. You know what I mean? The race is only a small picture of what people get to see. And so, um, hopefully we can provide that with some content, doing some behind the scenes stuff and give, give people a look into what it actually takes. And maybe it'll bring a different audience in. And that's what I mean. Going back to, you know, teaming up with whether it's rally cross or ultra four, or, you know, we, Robbie did it with IndyCar, you know, you, you took IndyCar fans, road course fans that have never seen jumps before. And now you've thrown Robbie Gordon's trucks with jumps on a IndyCar track and just wowed the crowd. Well, that's doing us a favor because, you know, there's people looking like, Hey, where is there more of this? Is there more short course racing out there? Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, like we said, it's a, it's going to take a collective effort. Hopefully, you know, people have some good ideas and uh, I'm looking to forward to just seeing where it goes from here. Yeah. Well, I, I and again, thank you for kind of bringing it up, kind of, uh, like you said, setting that spark. Cause I think it is a wonderful discussion and I think that it would be cool to sit down with, you know, like I said, guys like you, um, you know, other, other guys who are 
wanting the sport to grow bigger. You know, they're essentially like no pun intended, but are championing this championing uh, the sport and and want it to grow. So I think it'd be cool to, like I said, sit down with like you, you know, CJ, Ryan B, you know, vendors or whoever. Maybe maybe we, I don't know, maybe we do it at Fall Crandon. Maybe we, yeah, maybe there's maybe, maybe there's some potential. Yeah, yeah, maybe we even get some. Down. Even we could even get some. Uh, you know, I always thought it was good. I you know I always looked up to you know a couple, even my dad or Rob McAkron and and these guys that have done it for a living. You know what I mean? Rob Max done it for a living. You know Scott Douglas. You know how are they able to do it? Yeah, you know? and and just bringing even their conversations into the side of it. So I mean, I think it's a collective. I know it's a different time now, and you have to learn to adapt, but having those guys' perspective and, you know, even maybe someone from the series wants to get in on it. And, and I, I just think having open conversations and, you know, being basically, you know, straightforward and honest, and that that's how you move forward. You know, it's a, not one thing's going to, you know, make it happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, like I said, what if we did it like you, like a few drivers, somebody from the track, somebody from the series, a vendor, like I said, we, we could, we can discuss this, um, as, as something could potential to do at Crandon, like below, below the barn where kind of everybody sits. So that'd be really cool. Um, dude, there, there are a ton of questions on your post that I'm sure that we can get into throughout the season. But, um, I think for now, dude, this was a great yeah. start. I think this was a wonderful conversation. And I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how things go from here. Yeah. You know, I, I am too. I just, you know, I think it's a great idea, you know, uh, just, just to have a conversation and sit down and, um, you know, what a better platform than social media and, and being able to have conversations and hopefully it's just constructive and, and people have different views and people come from all different areas. And so, you know, let's find a, a common ground and help short course grow and, and, and be able to, have more people doing it for a living, you know, that's the ultimate goal. And, um, so, um, yeah, there's more to the picture and, uh, more conversations to be had, but, um, I think that's a good start. Appreciate you guys, um, being on the podcast and I know you guys dedicating your time and you guys are doing your job with rush and a lot of volunteer work. And, um, you know, it's awesome. I think that that's what it takes is, is some level of commitment from people investing and, um, you know, racers and media and, and we're all in it together in a way, you know? And so we have our, all, all of us have our own investments and, um, figure out a, a common, common plan. Yeah. And then, uh, it, so, yeah, I mean, we're going to drop the podcast tonight. We're, uh, going to jump on with Cole Mamer here for a second, kind of get his West coast point of view on things too. So, uh, I mean, when you get the chance, you know, obviously you can fast forward through it, through what you talked about <laughs> and, yeah. and, then, and then go to Cole Mamer's point of view and, um, yeah, just kind of listen to the rest of the podcast and see what he has to say. And, and we'll just continue from there. But dude, thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. And, and honestly, like it's, it's a conversation that needs to be had. Like it's not something that's that you want to hear, but something you have to hear. And, and again, we're, we're not bashing anybody. We're just trying to bring light, you know, to, to an issue and, and we just want better. So. Yep. Yep. No, I, I appreciate that. Look forward uh, to sharing it later and, and um, getting everybody else's opinion. Yeah. Like I said, there's, there's multiple, it's not just my, I, I'm one driver out of how many. And so um, it'll be good to have Cole, you know, different perspective, West coast, still a guy that's, you know, trying to do it for a living and, and 
and um, he'll have a great perspective and look forward to hearing his side too. Yep. All right. Cool. Yep. Thanks, Keegan. Uh, yep. Appreciate we'll it. Later. We'll uh, drop tonight. Yep. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Love, Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Oh, that oh, motherfucker didn't fuck. even say no. You know what? Yeah. Cut yeah. out everything he said. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that guy. No. <laughs> we always get an I love you. Yeah, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. You think we'll get one from Cole? Oh, I think so. Actually, I got to apologize, Cole. For what? For my Monday morning reflections. Why? <laughs> remember what I said? Uh-huh. You don't remember what I said? No. All right, hold on. Two seconds then. Um, it was Andy Go Day One. Yeah. I said, the cheese curds are like Mamer's breaking and shifting skills. Needs work. Oh, wow. And uh, normally he likes a lot of our stuff, but. He didn't like it? Uh, was not a part of the list. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you take him? No. Well, maybe he didn't read it. Oh, he read it. Oh, come on. I'm just saying. I'm, well, I guess we'll find out here. I'll I'll bring him in. I'll do a quick little introduction, and then I'll say, hey, I just want to say I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we're not here to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's going to be a different discussion. He goes, oh, Clyman goes, that's a hell of an hour. <laughs> like, my bad. All right, well, we're going to call uh, Cole here mm-hmm. again with our janky radio show and the way we're doing things today. Here we go. Think he picks up? Oh, yeah, he should. I mean, it's my, it's not your number. Oh, that's true. Oh, and our next guest. He travels from the lands of California. He is well beyond his years, and his favorite place to eat is George's. We have Pro 4 driver Cole Mamer. (laughs) What's going on, boys? What's going on, brother? What up? up? Oh, just another beautiful day in old Leona. Oh, yeah. I said no one ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh God damn it! First of all, Cole, I uh, I would just like to apologize. <laughs> What's this about? Well, so I don't know if you've seen the uh, Monday morning reflections that we put out after every uh-huh. race weekend. Oh yeah, no, I I saw the comment about me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'll admit I chuckled. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, 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 if you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be slightly tough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because I was like, man, it's like normally Cole's like a big fan, like, like, or like, you know, I'll see like, you know, he's he's about it and interacting with it, and I was like, oh my god, he hasn't. He hasn't liked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was laughing because one of my one of my crew member guys sent it to me. He he's like, oh, that's right. It's all on social media now that you messed up. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was watching your uh, Instagram story and um, you were talking about that first race on how you were kind of coming into that corner and you're trying to kind of do two things at once and you killed the motor. And I was like, oh, yep. hmm, I'm gonna. I'm going to go ahead and use that. And uh, I didn't know how I was going to use it. But then when I thought of like, I was like, oh, I think you had said like it, like you need to work on it or whatever. And I was like, yeah, yeah just like those cheese curds at Antigo needs work. And then I was like, oh, there we yeah. go. So, yeah, yeah. No, that was you. You got me good on that one. We're, we're going to have to work on payback here, though. <laughs> oh, shit. We're, we're, we're going to have to work on this. So. Oh, man. <laughs> But no, so we uh, we just got done with Keegan uh, discussing, you know, obviously his post um, and um, just kind of the, the the breakdowns of stuff 
um, and his cost for, I mean, living right here in, in the Midwest. And, and we touched on a lot of like potential, um, you know, solutions to it or things that need to happen. We had talked about maybe doing a, just a big sit down discussion with a bunch of like, uh, you know, pro drivers or vendors, uh, track people, even maybe somebody who, who's kind of uh, representing the series. Um, and, and I think that'd be something that's cool. And, and I think it's a conversation, you know, that we said needs to be had, but you know, again, that's coming from a guy who lives right there in Crandon and, and those are his costs. And, and you spoke up and said something you would like to be on. So that's why we're bringing you on then is dude, you're coming from all the way from California. I mean, you are what a walking distance away from the Mexico border. And here you are, yep. you know, like living in Leona, Wisconsin, like that is yep. a haul in and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. So just put into perspective, whenever you guys went down to San Felipe the, a couple months back, yeah, you're about two and a half hours away from my house. <laughs> from San Felipe, and that, that includes, and yeah, and that includes crossing the border. Yeah. <laughs> so we're 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 as close as you can possibly get to the border without being in Mexico. Yeah, I think we uh, stopped at a gas station a gas just before we went to the border. In your yeah. Time. Oh yeah. Yep. Right there in Hopeville. So, uh, no, it's, it, it's, it's a big deal. Just coming from the West coast, obviously there's a couple of West coast guys not doing it full time. Like what we are this year. I think we're one of the, the last, last ones here. Um, and that's because we have huge love for the sport. I'm not, I'm not going nowhere. I just, I, I want to see some changes. Um, and I, I think we all do. Everybody as a whole would like to see some changes. Um, it's, it's expensive for us. Like what people don't realize is being a West coast based team is whenever Lucas Hill went away, I still have all my same crew, all my same boys. I don't, I know people out here, but I don't know the people that have worked with me day in and day out through the long nights, understand what we do with our program. I don't have that capability out here. You know what I mean? So where that's where I'm flying my guys in. I have between my, whenever we have Troy come out and we have the full team on race weekends, we have seven people at least flying out from California to Phoenix, anywhere from that area to here. What people don't realize is that's an added five to $7,000 a weekend. Well, and think about them too, coming from wherever they're coming from, you know, they gotta, they still gotta get to the airport, find parking, find somewhere to, you know, keep their vehicle fly to i don't know if you're flying into milwaukee or minneapolis green bay or appleton but once you get there then you got to get a rental car take the rental car drive your happy ass minimum two hours to crandon and then then you got to get back and then i mean that's it's it's time and money and that's what like even this year like we looked at i looked at the paperwork back last year our rental car fees were absolutely through the roof it was almost three thousand dollars a month in rental car fees last year so it was literally cheaper for me to go buy a car which what we did we bought a car my monthly payment is like 500 bucks and that includes insurance so then what before i leave to go back home i'm just gonna trade that thing into a card max and get my money back but it's 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 finding solutions like that that hey it's not costing me very much to have it at the end of the day you know what I mean? I, I maybe bit 10,000 at the most miles on it, traveling, and it keeps miles off my dualies mm-hmm. that I was able to get rid of that cost. But 
it takes the out front money to say, ah, oh, screw it, we're just going to go buy a car, you know what I mean? And we're going to trade it into CarMax at the end of the year. Yo, like, uh, Jared Brooks, Brock Hager, if you're listening, take some notes. Yep. <laughs> so, Cole Hammer's got solutions. It's, <laughs> it's just it's tough and that's what a lot of people don't see from us being even like i even though we're from the west coast it's the same deal for ryan b to come from north carolina same deal for mickey to come from georgia we're all doing the same amount of traveling just about i'm just further west <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's what a lot of people they don't see and then i got you hear you hear some things of how people get talked to and then the, the biggest thing is what we would like to see is paperwork. You know what I mean? As, as I would like to see say numbers of the series, like what, what what's the series actually say bringing in, you know what I mean? What, how can we find a way to cut costs? Cause if you don't open up the books and start showing it to people to actually come up with solutions on how to make a better series, or a better payout for us racers. Cause truthfully, if we are able to go and break even on our weekend expenses, that's going to make every racer want to go race more. Yeah. It's, it's not like, don't get me wrong. The championships, all that stuff's great, but we, we need the, the weekend pay the, just to cover our expenses to even go to the next race to say, you know what I mean? It's, that's what, that's, what's hard to see is, is the traveling and the funding from race to race weekend, you know, we, we got nine days to turn around our equipment. And so, and that, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I was just gonna say, and I know like, uh, like, like you're, you're a pretty young dude. I mean, you were, um, you surprised us last year when we, when we had talked to you, I think you were what, 23 last year and you're what, 24 now. Yeah. Yeah. Just turned 24. And, and the way the, the reason it surprised us is because of just kind of how you carried yourself it was just more of a uh, kind of of a mature business mindset manner. Um, but I mean, when they see you, when they see you in a pro light or pro four and it breaks down, you know, that, that, that youngness, that competitive fire definitely comes out. But when you're outside the truck, you are, a, you are a, a composed person. And, and that has definitely surprised us with, with you being 24 um, and, and with that being said about your age though, you know, with how long you've been in, do you have any sort of potential solutions or what are your thoughts on being able to kind of, like you said, kind of make these weekends worth it, I guess. Yep. And, and truthfully, so the way I look at it to make this, these seasons worth it or the weekends worth it to say, because I know you're not going to have every truck, every single round at the end of the day. That's super unfeasible for people that are running their own business, trying to race and do everything all, all at the same time. It's nearly impossible. And luckily, we're able to do all of our own work. So that makes it a little easier for me. But um, our, our solution, like, have you guys ever totaled up what, say, for instance, Crandon gets in ticket sales on Labor Day weekend? I mean, I'm sure it's got to be insane. I mean, if, if you, what, I mean, what's a weekend wristband? 60 bucks? I think it's $75 a Crandon. Yeah, so I'm 70, pretty sure. 70, so say 55,000 people times 75, that is $4.1 million. Yeah, and just wristband sales. And just wristband. And we all know people in Wisconsin like drinking alcohol. So we know that's no about way. triple that. <laughs> he goes triple the wristband cost. 
<laughs> I mean, am I not wrong? You're not. No, You're no. Not. I live with an alcoholic. Yeah, dude. And, that, <laughs> and, and here's the thing, man, is like the reason I know you're uh, right about the alcohol sales is that those started to become expensive for me when I was 21 to 29. And I used to, I used to smuggle in a, a cooler full of like booze and like bottles of alcohol because I couldn't afford to pay that. So, I mean, yeah. you know, I was committing felonies, like, you know, no big deal. Yeah. Hey, 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 at least you're honest. <laughs> I think the statute of limitations has passed, but no, I, I mean, like you said though, like, a lot of that cost and that's, and, and, and I get it. And that's just Crandon. I mean, you know, that's the track. Um, you know, the series essentially is there for what one day in the fall. Um, yep. do you think then that, um, other tracks need to, so something that Keegan mentioned is that this needs to be, it's, it's entertainment and it needs to be entertainment. Do you think tracks need to kind of go along those lines in order to get people to get there? Uh, so there's more payouts, more money, or however it so, may be. So there's a lot of things. Like I've talked to several different people, and I think, for instance, our best case to look at right now is Nitro Rallycross. Yeah, they are absolutely killing it on the whole entertainment deal. Yes, like, yes, absolutely. But if you look at the their timesheet of when people are supposed to go do things, they make it mandatory that. Every single driver is at that autograph session. And then come to find out, I, I went to one of these events just to go snoop around and learn. You know what I mean? All I went there to do is learn. How can we better market ourselves? And they have directors there guiding the fans to go get autographs. Because at the end of the day, you don't see kids that have the posters on the wall in the mo- anymore. You know what I mean? Like what we had back then. That's what... We need to get the kids excited because the kids are going to what's going to drag the parents into wanting to go. And then if the parents have to go, then the parents are going to want their buddies to go. So that way they have somebody to hang out with and just their kids. And then it brings more people to where you look at like Mid-America, say, for instance, the, this week, it looks like a big giant party. They have the pool, the lazy river, everything they have going on. That's entertainment. It's not just the racing side of things. Don't get me wrong. The racing side of things is what brings a lot of the people. But if people can go there and actually enjoy themselves and have a good time and watch some rad racing, that's what's going to bring more people for entertainment. So that way companies and stuff want to bring their vendors to events like that. Yeah, And that's where the money and then the purse comes and everything starts following is whenever we can start entertaining like that once again. Because Lucas Ola did a really good job of it for about three, four years. We had good activation. We had a ton of sponsors. Like, it was big. We had 25, 30 trucks in every class. Like, pro light, you had to race your way in. We had a B main. <laughs> like, it was massive. Yeah. But they were, they, were, they were paying big money. And you were kind of able to make it work with sponsors and everything. And that's where we, we've looked at is you total up what, even say Lena, Lena, for instance, that's probably the smaller races that we go to, I would say 7,500 people, 8,000 people. Great track. You total, you total that up. It's almost a half a million dollars in ticket sales. Yeah, true. And that's not, that's not track sponsors. That's not beer, beer sales. That's not the old cheese curd sales. Like yeah, all that stuff adds up. And 
there's a lot of money getting moved around. And we would just all like to see where it's going. Because if we're all this heavily invested into the series, that's what we want to see. We want to see that our money is getting used in the correct places. And you know what? We all don't have the right answers. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna we're, we're all gonna be wrong at it ninety percent of the time. You know what I mean? But just the insurance to know where we're going or where the money's being spent, it'd be one thing, you know, if they came to us like, Hey, you guys know purses this year, we're dumping it all into TV package and we're gonna have killer CBS sports TV. I guarantee you every pro racer would be like, Okay, we're in. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that it, makes um, sense. Cause then that's something that they can sell to their sponsors then and be like, Hey, listen, here's what the plan is. So with you wanting to kind of see where a lot of this, um, a lot of these funds are spent, do you think that it's a bit of a potentially a, a, a trust issue at all, or just a curiosity, I guess. Curiosity. Okay. Because at the end of the day is there's been the same people in short course for so long trying to, market it you know what i mean we we need new blood new faces new ideas and if we, we don't open that up to new people and new faces how are we supposed to grow like i like i truthfully believe you know like i've talked to the series several times we need a race on the west coast whether it's just pro trucks. I, I do know like sportsmen can't travel that far. That's a whole different ball game, but there's a ton of trucks out West. that are dying to race, but they can't commit to a full season out here. Yep. But you know, there's, there's a dozen, two dozen or so of us pro guys that we already travel. So at the end of the day, the added, added expense for fuel for a guy like me, it's really nothing because we're already spending it coming out here. It don't matter to me. And that's what that's what the series has to look like is I'm glad that they made the step to go to Oklahoma or Oklahoma made the step for them to come. Um, that's going to be a good stepping stone for everybody as a whole is we're finally getting out. I'm not saying getting out, but we're going past the Midwest. Like we're going a little further. We're going down to Oklahoma, which is only a day drive away. Like it doesn't like I've told several different people whenever we raced on Lucas it cost me the same just about to race at Crandon as it did Glen Helen. There's really not much more expense. Damn. Not saying a lot too. Correct. But Crandon made it worth it because in a racer's mind, like, Hey, we can go back there, win 10 or 15 grand in a pro light at, at that time. And that's what made, all the pro lights at fall crane and so oh. packed because you know, the Midwest pro light was, it was dead there for a while. I think there was what, six trucks. Yeah. And then we all showed up from the West coast. Next thing we know, there's 18 to 22 trucks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that initial purse money is what drove everybody to come. Yeah. And so, so- and then I'm, I'm stoked that they took on bringing a championship purse money. I'm, I'm glad that, that that's a good stepping stone in my, my opinion. I don't agree on if it was the right choice, because if people can make money, say for instance, 
some random Joe Blow guy wins his first Pro 2 race and they make 10 to 15,000, that guy is going to be so stoked to remember that one race for the rest of his life that he will race the whole rest of the season just because, even if he was only planning on racing one or two. Yeah. And that's what, that's what people have got to look at. You look at late model racing. Those boys, a lot of those guys don't race for a championship. I think there's about 20 of them that race for the Lucas Oil Championship. Other than that, they're all racing for checks. Yeah. Each and every week. Have you um, watched that? Um, damn, that, that series on YouTube. It's called, it's just, it's just called Dirt. And it's like the, the last yes. great American race or something like that. Yep. Yep. With, with Kyle Larson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. dude, like, first of all, from our standpoint on media, like, those episodes for us were pretty long. <laughs> like, yep. We felt there was a lot of like B-roll in there that maybe didn't need to be in there. But at the end of the day, they're, they're, they're setting that up and, and that's all filmed and they're giving us a look into their world and their world has a lot of money for a track that goes around in a circle. And, Correct. And, and for me, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around that because I mean, you're going left around a circle and, and, I started to think, I was like, okay, is this something that's like, like the comparison between soccer and American football where American football, it's, it's a great, it's a great sport, man. Like it's wonderful to watch. Like it, it's awesome, but soccer is the most popular sport in the world. Is it because it is significantly cheaper? Like all you need is a soccer ball and you can make anything a goal. Whereas you yeah. know, late model racing, those cars are, you know, cheaper than a pro four. And you go around in a circle, which almost anybody can make. Yeah. And, and so, and then it makes you think, you know, those tracks don't hold big races all the time. You know, they, they, they have their week in week out. How did they generate that money to say, have a hundred thousand dollar purse? Or you, you know what I mean? You, you hear that out of nowhere. Like yeah. it's like some go blow track and they're offering a hundred grand to win. And then they're paying, they're paying the last, what's crazy. So what people don't realize with the modified deal is it's not just a winner getting paid on a lot of those big races, just to start the main event is $5,000. Wow. That's, That's what people don't insane. And, and you look at, at that point, everybody's like, well, where did they get, say this $300,000 of purse money for this race? Yes. And that's what I want to know. That's what I want to know too. I want to see those so, fucking books. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, and I think I think truthfully, I think Flow pays a lot of sport, pays a lot of money because they're able to market themselves. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I, it's, I mean, it's at the end of the day, that's free marketing for them. Yeah. I don't know what 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 got sold from them to Champ. I don't know. I don't know. I just I would like to know. Just for our own curiosity, because everybody doesn't start bouncing ideas off each other and come up with a solution, it's going to be a, a weird deal here in short course. Yeah, and, and the late models aren't much more, much cheaper than what we're operating. Really, their the, their motors are upwards of sixty to hundred grand. Their chassis are right up there, along with all the quick change rear end. I bet the late models close to two hundred grand, hundred fifty grand. And they got to have two of them. Yeah. All those top guys, they have a, they have at least three or four. They have one in the top deck of their semi ready to go just in case you walled the car up that's out there racing. 
They have, and then they have one back at the shop. Fuck. Damn. I mean, like so. I said, dude, like, like relatively similar cost, but I don't yep. know, man. It's, it's, it's something that, uh, when we were talking with Keegan, I think would be something cool to do. Maybe we do it or somebody does it, but you know, we sit down with, you know, pro two, pro four, and maybe even pro light drivers or maybe some, um, sportsman drivers. I don't know. Maybe get like one representative out of there. And we sit down with like some vendors or some track people and we have a big round table, hopefully constructive con- <laughs> uh, conversation about yeah. how to like advance the sport. You know what I mean? Ask questions like why are vendors not, you know, spending this much money on a driver or why are vendors holding back? Right. Like, like, like who, like how can we get answers? Cause uh, something I had said earlier in the podcast was it was just some big, vicious cycle of like okay well how do we do this how do we do that and it just all goes back off each other like like the whole like how do we get more exposure oh well you got to pay media well how do you pay media well you got to get sponsorships how do you get sponsorships well you gotta you know be able to provide the show that it's worth it well how do you show that it's worth it oh wait uh, media how do you pay me it's just some big fucking circle man and it's like something has to break something has to interject in order to push, push it forward yeah. So, and, and I think, I think a lot of it honestly starts with activation. Short course, don't get me wrong. Every driver does great when we see a kid walk in front of the awning and we make it a point to go sign the autograph for him or we sign a shirt or say whatever along those lines. But until we get that, you look at Nitro Rally Cross, they have events going on throughout the day for the drivers to make entertainment for the fans that are there, not just a whole bunch of UTV classes racing. I hate to say it that way, yeah. but how do we, I guess, how do we get entertainment at the tracks? And then I guess, how, how do you, how do you pay for that then? I guess, like, I guess what kind of entertainment and how do you pay for it? So truthfully, it doesn't really have to pay for the entertainment. We come up with a way of doing it. It's like, it's so easy for drivers to go to an autograph session. I understand some people don't have time. Like if you have a catastrophic failure, if you're a race truck, you can't make it. Hey, I completely understand. But like you looked at Anago um, autograph session. It was just me and Jimmy Henderson. Yeah, I, I saw that when I went to go watch the Superstock. I sat yeah. and talked to you guys for a bit. Yeah, and you didn't even get an autograph. I see all this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, okay, there's a PTSD um, thing there where no, <laughs> when when Keegan started racing, I was like, oh, dude, like can sign my shirt. And he's like, no, bro, no. So then I'm like, okay, well, I guess... Drivers just don't want to give me their autograph, so that's why. They oh no! I'll, I'll, sign, I'll sign your forehead at Grandin. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. I'll walk around with it too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and if yeah. I win, you, we're gonna have to do it every race weekend. You realize oh, this, right? Shit. Oh, are we having a yeah. deal right now? Is this a bet? <laughs> sounds like a bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. Yeah. So. I'll have to. I'll have to come up with something. Then is if you don't win, then you have to. Oh, you can't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta thank Impulse Media then when you're on the podium and not CN Cinema. All right, yeah, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> and not CN that. Cinema, you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but I think, truthfully, like it, it needs to be more fun, like like what we're having here on the podcast. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Well, it's I went the, the more behind the scenes people, even with their iPhones, you know, shoot videos and stuff like that along along those lines, and that's what short course is. It's the, in my opinion, the best sport you can possibly ever be in. There's nothing cooler than a pro four or a pro two. Yes. It's hard. They're hard to beat. 
So what if so what if we then move what if we then move like the foot race to middle of the day? So then Cole Mamer, you know, is in a <laughs> Yes, I think so I think I think that would actually be a great idea because the fans can be a part of it then. Yeah. <laughs> because like there's there's that whole hour of autograph sessions, you know, you can shrink that up to thirty minutes and then we have a solid foot race. There we go. Yeah. Like, Some sort of competition. Like, yeah. Yes. Entertainment. Like Yes, and then you look at like say what they did at Nitro Rally Cross this last week, and they're all out there in crazy carts and water guns, and that was getting posted everywhere. Like we need stuff like that again, minus the Coors Light can get chucked at Kyle James' head. <laughs> that yeah. does not need I to happen. Could not imagine somebody that you would know that would throw that. Can you imagine if you knew the guy yeah. that threw the yeah, can? Just, yeah, what a bastard! What a son of a. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys find that guy, let me know where he's at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I went to Supercross this past uh, winter, and they have the 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 pit passes and everything. And not only yep. that, but uh, you know why not? Like for example, at Crandon, they have the big the big uh, stage up there. Why not bring drivers, introduce them, have a short conversation, and then like. The likes of you and Johnny and Keegan and, and Ryan Beat even, they, they come out with their own merch. Like, they just come out with shirts or, or something, hats. And, Correct. Then, you know, you get done with the autograph session and you guys just chuck, you know, freebies out. Like, whether it be like your, your Baja jerky or, or whatever, you know, so... I think that would be. You, you, you guys might, my guys might lose a media guy. Dude. He might get excited if I'm talking tossing beef sticks at him. Yeah, uh, I'm telling <laughs> you right now, man. That the Baja Vida jerky is pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had someone who were down in San Felipe. Like yeah. me and Keegan do, we smoke like fucking four bags. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Yes, your no, favorite, it's amazing. Your favorite uh, Snowcross Pro Light Rider sponsor, by the man. Come on, I'll stop it with that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Cole doesn't even know him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But no, I mean that's that's what it needs because we got plenty of opening ceremonies between the the sportsmen and the pro guys. Like, find the old bringing three trucks out onto the track right for opening ceremonies. That's cool and all, but that's like ten years ago. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's like we need something exciting going on in opening ceremonies to get people hyped up for the races. Yeah, like bring Axel Hodges and have him do some fucking sick ass whips and backflips. Yep, like because even at Supercross, <laughs> even during that, I mean, they set up their whole setup with the ramp and even the inflatable landing thingy they had there, and yeah. five minutes, and they were doing backflips and whips and tricks off that for for us yeah. to enjoy in five yeah. minutes. And then I even heard too. I don't know if you guys heard, but I heard SSTs coming back to Grandin. Oh no, I didn't didn't know. I think there was a. I think Keegan had. Oh, I'm sorry. I think. Uh, a source had mentioned. <laughs> I, actually, I don't know if it was him, but I, I remember recall hearing like, yeah, potentially like the the super stadium uh, trucks I, coming back and yep. And then I heard a hundred thousand dollar purse with it. Yeah, and no. then like Ultra Four, yeah, like to add to the yeah to the spectacle that is Crandon. Yep. So so like, uh, where's the hundred thousand dollar purse for Pro Four? Yeah. She. Yeah, exactly. So, waiting on Amsoil. So, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, waiting on Lucas Oil. Right? Yeah, Lucas Oil. Baja Jerky. So, FXR. But yeah, no, that's what I heard too. So you wonder how all these people are coming. Like, where's that first money at? Well, all that money goes towards classes that aren't in it for the whole year. 
You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, and that, and I think that's what's somewhat of a bummer. And like, I think this is where we can kind of relate to it a little bit. Cole is, you know, pro four pro two, you guys are the show for, for the most part. I love sportsmen. I do get it. We've had that discussion plenty of times, but for you guys to then spend all that money to put on a show and then for you to not necessarily get an appropriate payout relative to how much you're spending. And then you got a yep. different, class that comes in whether it's ultra four or super stadium trucks and then they get a ridiculous crazy purse and you're sitting in the background going what the fuck man we've kind of held down the fort here for how long and and how we relate to that is same thing with us man as media guys dude we're there the whole year and then the second fall cranning comes around everyone and their brother gets to go where we go they don't get any sort of like repercussions or anything less like that because they're like well i'm here for monster i'm here for yokohama i'm here for blah, blah you know insert company name and then they're out in places that you know you shouldn't be at but yet we're held to a different standard and it's just like dude that kind of sucks that we hold it down for the whole year and then you got some guys some media guys that come in that you know sometimes give us a bad rap and and i'm like Man, it's, it's just it's tough i i understand I understand the wheel, but it doesn't mean I have to feel like 100% okay about it. Yeah, because then people ask about truck count and everything along those lines. You're telling me if at Crandon they had a $50,000 purse, Keaton Kincaid wouldn't try finding a Pro 4 to drive? Oh, for He sure. would find it. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, you would have Greg Adler back. You would have so many of there's The trucks are there. They're all sitting. Because cause that's another thing, too, like, I was uh, even thinking about, like, what about, like, having a, a sponsored class, like, Pro 4 presented by Baja Jerky, $100,000 purse series. You know, instead yeah. of the series trying to, to fork over money, you know, we have individual sponsors that are, are forking over the money. You, you know what I Correct. mean? But, like, but like you Correct. said, like, instead of having the series trying to figure out how to pay you guys, you know, instead of that, they're they're forking their own money into a, a badass TV package. Correct. You know, like one hundred percent. You know, then it's up to us media guys to try to to hold down the fort in that aspect of it too. Yep. No, I, I agree one hundred percent. And you know, there's a couple of like us, you, a couple of media guys, a couple of us drivers that we do really good at media. Yeah. And yeah. We're, we're, we're the ones that are obviously still here. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 just a, it's a tough to look at because the prices that we're spending to even it's I understand like I there was a comment on one of Keegan's posts oh you, you guys got to pay so much for a parking spot I'm completely okay with paying for the parking spots as long as they have power and stuff that we can use because that's less wear and tear in all of our equipment mm-hmm. yeah and so it's like this little things like that that's just a drop in the bucket honestly to us it is what it is. And um, there's got to be something that we're missing. And I truthfully think, I think it's the having fun part. Yes. I think, I think it, there needs to be more joking going on. Like there needs to be more hanging out after hours and the videos behind the scenes of, Hey, you know, Tito's going down the neck and slip inside of Grandin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been down that, that bad gonna, boy. In a in a Santa outfit. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think for us, man, what what's tough is that, you know, 
we we obviously we like to have fun you know we we do the stupid foot race stuff we do you know like the prospect video that we made with like the with, with guys like imitating the prospect stuff we love doing that but sometimes we have to walk a fine line of wanting to have fun uh but also having that default de facto representation of champ so it's like we want to go and have fun show behind the scenes stuff be crazy push the limits you know, show stuff that people love, like we didn't rush with people swearing, but at some point, you know, there are people that do push back and don't like that. And then it puts us in a tough spot of like, okay, how much can we, how much can we do? How much can't we do? Truthfully. So in my personal opinion, media should be real. Like that's how we feel. Real real emotions, how the drivers are feeling. And truthfully, there needs to be rivalries again. Yeah. I think all the drive, all the drivers are so partnered right now. Because we're all kind of agreeing on the same thing for once. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not focusing on driving rivalries. Like, there needs to be a Pro 4 rivalry. And there needs to be a Pro 2 rivalry and stuff along those lines. And hopefully I can, you know, create the Pro 4 one. That'd be kind of cool. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you might you might have the whole Pro 4 field the way that first race went. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we are starting the rivalry in this video. <laughs> but yeah those those fucking guys in pro two man so like obviously so we covered you know pro four the first season of rush and then we did rush two last season with pro two and like okay well we're not gonna be doing rush three we got a different docuseries project that we're gonna do those fucking guys decide to get into it on the track day one Dude, like one guy's talking shit about another guy, yeah, right. another guy's talking shit about him, and then two other guys in pro two are fucking, you know, bitching and complaining to to one of the track official guys. The next thing I know, there's like three guys and two dads standing around one of the track officials. I'm like, well, shit, man, where was this last year? Like, why why do you wait till the cameras aren't on before you start? Oh, you fucking motherfucker, this get slapped in the face, I smack you back, and like, oh, like like. I'm like, where was this? <laughs> yep. Yep. So that side of it's actually good because that's a lookup for short course. Truthfully, is there's fights and stuff like that. Dude. Like, look how much look how much NASCAR gets exposure off of, like, fights and stuff off pit lane. I mean, heck, Noah Gregson, he's, like, the most popular NASCAR driver, in my opinion, because he wants to fight somebody like, every couple races. Well, and that's all it takes, man, is just one little, like, spark to, like, do that. And what's insane is, like, there hasn't been a single spark in short course that's gotten like viral attention. Like the, the Ross Chastain thing when he ran that fucking wall along at Bristol, dude, like how much, like how much merch or like whatever, like his popularity increased after that one ballsy move. You know what I mean? One thing. Yep. I think everybody's just so scared of whose toes they're going to step on and, Truth, I'm not too worried about it. We aren't either. I'll go step on. I'll go step on the shows. But no, I, and and I think too, that, like we 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 do feel the same way about you as far as you know wanting to again show the sport for what it is because I, I think the reason why we started Rush and all that was to show stories. Man, there's always a story coming into Crandon. There's always a story somewhere, and we've just want to share that. And and Keegan yeah. has Keegan has kind of started that. Um, you know, maybe this season with just bringing light into, into your guys' situations. And, and I think it's been wonderful that, you know, he's willing to talk on it. You're willing to talk on it. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, the rest of the season goes with, 
Yep. No, I agree. And I'm glad Keegan posted his number because at the end of the day, like I told you earlier, our, my weekend expenses to go to any racetrack, whether it's here, ERX, or anywhere I go to travel, it's about $22,000. And that's not prep of the vehicle. That's nothing. And that's what people have got to realize. The series have got to realize that how much money we're actually spending just to go set up our audit. Yeah. Dude. And, and sometimes too, like we have to explain that like with our, with our media costs and stuff, when people are like, Hey man, can you do something for $200 a weekend? And we're like, bro, like 200 a weekend. Like, uh, so uh, the question I have, dude, that's and, not even covering your cheese curds, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's not even covering our, our fucking beer cost. <laughs> but no dude like dude if they're like oh like $200 a weekend well like Cole I gotta ask you then like how much how much media coverage is it it's usually three days right Friday Saturday Sunday right practice qualifying yep. and then you got two races that's what uh $66 or whatever like like whatever it is 200 divided by three six six dollars a day for how many yep. hours potentially 16 to 12 hours what would yep. you do for $66 a day um, I guess eat cheese curds because it's all about it for to do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, like, how many things <laughs> would you actually do? Let's say even it's a hundred dollars a day. What would you do for a hundred dollars a day? And that's not even dude yeah. talking. Dude, that's that's why I tell everybody the new the new twenty dollars is a hundred dollar bill. Oh, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. It's it's sad. You can't you can't go anywhere without spending a hundred bucks, bro. Dude, a thousand a thousand is a joke. Somebody, huh? So a thousand dollars is a joke nowadays. Uh huh. Yeah, that stuff just disappears. Also, uh, somebody asked me the other day what my daily operating cost is. And I, I'm, I actually sat down and I thought about it. And whenever I came up with a number, I was like, oh, my God, that's terrifying. <laughs> that's like, yeah, no. I, I was like, yeah, now I know I, oh, I'm getting a receding hairline. I'm stressed out at 24 years old. <laughs> you know what you need to do is I, I think you need to do the reverse thing of us. I think you need to go dark with your hair. Ooh. And you go dark? Yeah. Yes. Don't you have like pretty light hair? Kinda ish. What if you not, go, not too light? What if you go like black? Emo black. Emo black. Emo black. Um, dude, if I if I don't win at Cranon, we might have to do something to change this luck around. So we might really have to consider Ooh, so it. So you, you go emo black, and if you do win, Tito gets his forehead signed every day at the races. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say because I really don't want to bet and lose this damn deal. Oh man, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a betting man. No, Dude. I don't know, but hey, I'll let you know Friday or Friday after practice. All right. <laughs> so, hey, hey, I'm good with that. A bet's a bet. Bet's a yeah. bet. I'll let you know after Friday. All right, though, man. Dude, we appreciate it. We will. um I, I think we're going to discuss Jeffrey and I and Lyle and I, and maybe do like a big round table or something. I think it's an interesting topic. Um, but I think it's a conversation too. We'd like to bring you on, especially with you wanting to be, you know, kind of a West coast representative, essentially uh, seeing as how, yep. like you said, you're kind of the last West coast guy, but no. Um, go ahead. Well, I got one question. How beneficial would it be to have like a press conference even? Like I see that. I more, think it would be good. Like Motocross like does, does it with yeah. all with all the main guys. Yeah, and they do it like the day before the race and everything. They just get their thoughts, and obviously it'll probably just be me and Tito there. But 
asking the questions <laughs> with like a cheap yep. impulse media background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, how cool would it be just to have a press conference where we could discuss topics like this, or even race weekends and and everything? And I think and, that would and, be cool because and that's what it. people miss out on. Yes. And, and in my I th- personal, and I think it would be a good for for exposure for sponsors too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree because at the end of the day, it's a rival. So like if people are rivals at the start of the weekend, you're going to feel that tension in the media release immediately. Yes, and and, and we are and, and we are here for the drama. First so. thing, first people going up, Corey Winter and Ricky G. I'm gonna be like, hey man, how are you guys going to handle this weekend? Yeah, <laughs> but you got to have like we got to have boxing gloves there as soon as they show up. There we go. There we go. Get a bell. Yep. Ding ding. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show up in a ref. Outfit, <laughs> like you know why you're here. <laughs> Dang, I wonder, oh, dude, I, wonder, I, would thought, I, I would almost pay to see that. I wonder how we can set that up. Yeah, I don't know. I, we're gonna have to think on it now. Well, Granny would be the best place to do it because it's got all the right buildings to actually sit inside and it'd be quiet. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, I wonder if we could set up cameras and we don't have the mics, but. I don't know. I'll figure that out. I mean, I think all the racers are loud enough where you really don't need a mic. That too. <laughs> mm. we're, all, we're all pretty loud. Mm. Mm. All right. I, I might have an idea. All right, Cole. Well, there we go. we like will it. stew on this. We will let you go. Uh, we're going to drop the podcast tonight. So if you want to listen to Keegan's point of view, um, yeah, no, that'd be great. And, and I hope that, you know, we kind of start something positive here. I mean, and again, that's yeah. something that I just want to remind you before I let you go is that, um, we said the same thing with Keegan, same thing with you recap. We're not like bashing anybody. We're just trying to create nope. solutions, ideas, transparency here. Like, like we understand that the series isn't fully responsible for funding everything. Like it is a, it is a collective effort series, sponsors, drivers, media, and like vendors and stuff like that. So it is a collective yep. effort and a collective discussion that we're having and we're not bashing anybody. Nope. Not at all. So, Okay. Cool, man. Uh, Sounds good. We will see you on uh, Thursday, big guy. Sounds good, bud. All right. right. Love you. Love you. All right. Love you guys. Yeah. Later. (laughs) All happy. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We got one more guest. We do. We have one more guest. We'll call him up real quick. Yeah. Uh, And and, and see what his fucking problem is. Yes, because we are quite mad at him because no press release. We're, I like to say we're friends. But not used even to be. To, not even to tell his friends. Used to be. It's like trying to. It's like inviting him to a house party and him not showing up. Uh, and no, it hurts. No, and then his ex girlfriend showing up and being like, "Oh, he's at this and this." Like we had to find out through a third party. Yeah, not his ex girlfriend, but <laughs> <laughs> that she wouldn't spend a bunch of money on. No, oh, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, we need to call him through your phone. All oh, through my phone. Yeah, okay. my phone is. Almost dead. Just from... Like our podcast about to be after this drop. (laughs) (laughs) No, RIP. All right, so let's... No, dude, but for real, how cool would that be to have, like, a little... Honestly? A press conference. It's great. Yo, you want to know how I know he's not my friend? Because I don't think I have his number. No. Yeah, you're going to have to send me his number real quick. Real quick once. Here, I'll... uh, um, Or if you just want to... I ain't got I ain't got nothing that I'm hiding. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's like, damn, that's a long hour. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, he kept us waiting. Right? Thank you. 
Oh man, we still got to do uh, ad read too. Who's ad read? Castlex. Oh, I forgot yeah. he had sent a sent a revised one. All right, here we go. I don't know if he's gonna pick up. I mean, it's not like he'd answer us. And our next guest, he is currently unemployed and uh, is a former friend. We have number 42, sponsored by nobody, Kyle Kleiman. Uh, wow. They just get sadder and sadder. You make us sad. You make us sad. I How do we, I make you sad? I thought we were friends. Yeah, dude, I thought we were boys. I thought dude, we were I thought homies. I was... I, I mean, I didn't feel any different. I was at your wedding. I don't know where you're. Yeah, we were, we at, were at your, your wedding. wedding. We were at my wedding reception. We were at your, your wedding, wedding reception. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't want to go to Mexico, so, you know. Well, good to know that that's where all your money's going and to. I Let's talk about it. No, and I didn't realize that uh, T-Swift played at Chicago and Detroit. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Is that why yeah, you can't? Did. Is that why you didn't show up for Annie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no. I uh, was like, I don't. I almost just shut my phone off during Annie weekend. It's like, nah. You know, not an easy thing just to sit on the sidelines and watch. So. Yeah, but not not even a press release, man. You didn't yeah. even tell us. Not even a dude. Instagram story. Yeah, uh, nothing. Yeah, like, dude, hey, you know. hey guys, like I'm not showing up because I'm a little bitch. And and I don't want to <laughs> brag, Mr. Kleiman, but we yeah. do, we do get a lot of inside information, and for you to withhold that from us is hurts honestly it does hey, hurt. I, it shows I, I was just, just waiting just, for you guys to figure it out yourselves because I was like, all right. You know, where's all my information leaking here? And uh you know, yeah. and, and I was, I was like, damn, didn't know. I was coming at you with information. I'm like, hey, I heard you mm-hmm. not. I heard you're not showing up. You're like, oh, from who? You could have been like, no, mm. no, you you are correct. Good to hear. Am, I'm not showing up. I had and, to hear from a third party. Yeah. Yeah. A little yup yup. Had to hear. Uh, I had to hear that from him. From little yup yup, bro. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. over here bashing on. Yeah, <laughs> just all mean. Yeah. How are you though? We <laughs> yeah, miss you. Yeah, we do miss you though. I'm great. You know, just uh, you realize how much time you have when you're not committing your entire life to racing for you know just considering like prep time and all that stuff. We're literally about to get ready for a wedding. I've only been waiting for three hours for this phone call too, Jeff. But you know, it's fine. Hey, I said Indian time, man. You know what that means? I don't. <laughs> you live, yeah, you live I right next to the res too, so I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh boy. So, oh, so I, I, I've. Are you? I guess at the end of the day, you've seen. You know, this podcast is about what Keegan posted up earlier today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and obviously it really hits home because like I said, you are our friend first and foremost, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it does suck not to have you yeah. in the pro two class. And I guess uh, more than anything. And like you said, you haven't really shed light on everything or anything. And we are the number one podcast off-road podcast in champ off-road in Brown County. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you know, I guess like, do you just want to uh, shed, shed some light on uh, why you can't afford, afford, not even afford or why you chose to possibly opt out of the 2023 season? Yeah. So, I mean, there were some things that definitely happened way late, 
uh, in our, our off season that we weren't really prepared for. Um, and that was led into this decision. Um, I think we're going to still be at Bark River and then probably Fall Crandon. We were trying to figure some things out to get to this Crandon as well. But right now, I think the best uh, course of action for us was really just to kind of take a step back and regroup. And if I'm going to keep doing this, I'm going to keep, I want to do it right. And I want to be able to be in new equipment and represent sponsors in the best way possible. So that was, that kind of just, you know, it was a really tough spot. And we're like, I can't just like risk everything. Like I have a life, right? Like I got to provide for my family, just like everybody else does. And, you know, there was, it's just, I wasn't going to take that, that gamble and race an entire year. So we kind of just are taking a little step back. Uh, you know, I want to get some more seat time. Maybe we'll do some more practice sessions and stuff like that. And, uh, just kind of work on developing a program. Uh, we did sign with, uh, a marketing group, um, to kind of help turn things around and, and, if we're going to do this right, that's, that's really what we needed to do is, uh, take that first step. And yeah, man, it's just a process. Everything takes time and I can't do that in a couple months. So if we're going to turn a program around, it's going to take that time. So yep, and that's all the sponsors that were on board with me and they're working through this with me. I mean, that's like, that's uh kudos to them for all the support they've been giving me over the years and stuff. And, Hopefully, I can kind of return that in a, in a bigger way uh, next year. So it's kind of what we're go- gearing up for. It's not like I'm done, okay. you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I guess that that was going to be my next question too. Was yeah, you know, are you retiring or are you like you said, you're just taking a step back and trying to regroup, you know, finances, everything that yeah, your, yeah, because like, like you said, right? like, even last year you're doing swing shifts at the lumber yard or at the sawmill and everything, and yeah, you know, it's and, hard. Yeah, and uh, and that was it. I mean, like, literally, I've missed multiple weddings, birthdays. Like, I have you know a bunch of nieces and nephews and stuff that I don't really get to see that much because I'm always prepping and working. So it was, to me, I was like, I need to find a way to be able to do this. And, you know, doing this is for a living kudos to the guys that have been able to do it. Like Keegan and Ryan beat and the Greaves and stuff. It's, it's a very complex process. And I think it was really cool that Keegan shared what he shared because people don't actually see what goes into this stuff. So when you think about it, you just go, why don't you just go down to the mom pops right on the road and ask for, you know, some money to get out there this weekend. It's like, because, every mom and pa store down the road or in your community isn't going to fork out 15 or 20 grand for a weekend, you know? So that's, that's not feasible for, for companies that of that size. So chasing those bigger companies, there's a lot of things that go into that. I mean, you guys kind of know that. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not gonna, you know, if I am going to do this and we're going to do it right. I wanted to be in new equipment and dress the things that we need to dress and pretty up and, and do all that stuff. And yeah, that's kind of, this is kind of where we're at. It sucks for sure. I, I really wish I was out there. I mean, look at Jarrett. We all wish he was out there too. I mean, watching, I did watch the races and I was just like, Holy cow, this is, this is uh yeah, 
there's some shit going on for sure. Yeah, you Being, know, you're, there's you're, some beating and banging. And I was like, I don't, I don't miss having to turn those things around uh, <laughs> in a couple hours after that kind of carnage. But I mean, it was exciting, and and it's just a bummer that I'm not out there and stuff. But I mean, it's just what it's just. Uh, you know, there's only so many options on the table. So yeah, I mean, at least with Jared, at least with Jared, he uh, gave us. Heads up. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, getting all emotional. No, no, it's fine. I figured if you'd reach out more than just the podcast, that uh, maybe hey, 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 but, you, you know, don't, no, no, don't even with that. I even hit you up to play some Call of Duty and yep. nothing. You're like, oh, just look at Apex, Apex, fuck oh, Apex. Whatever. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Miss, yeah, we miss you. Yeah, we we do miss you. Hey, a killer job on Rush too, by dude. The way. You are you by far by far the superstar of that of our series last year. I don't know about that. I do. I did that one part where I was like, you know, take the gloves off. I was like, man, I should just like, I should have like. That's just that word's just getting that phrase is getting out there like a lot this year. I'm like, that's. <laughs> You guys started some shit before the season releasing <laughs> that. And the one guy that was doing all the shit talking, not even there now. Yep. <laughs> That's a, I was like, this is the best part. Like, I'm instigating all this <laughs> yeah. in, He's like, in a even, previous season. Care. And then everybody's just all feathers are all fluffed up or ready to go. And it's like, nah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's crazy, though, too, because about, about the amount of people that have asked us, like, where's Kyle at? Where's Kyle at? I'm like, we don't know. He fucking ghosted us. Yep. Doesn't like us anymore. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's why I didn't go. I was like, I just don't have you don't the right to- answers. And I'm not going to, like, it's not the series' fault. It's not sponsors' fault. It's really nobody's fault in particular, just the way the things went down. Uh, there's a lot of frustrations that go into that and all that stuff, but nobody deserves to be like discredited for the effort they put in and stuff like that. And I was just like, I just, I don't really have the words for people. And I did, that's why I didn't put a press release out and stuff. I was like, this is, yeah, no, it's no, a very it, it, yeah, difficult it's a, thing to face. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough conversation. And like I said, I'm not... You know, no judgment free zone here. You know, I'm the last person to judge. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna be my therapist now? <laughs> well, shit, man, give me that gavel. I think, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. but no, um, you know, one, you know, like I said, with Keegan's posted, like it posted out a lot of conversations as far as like, you know, yeah. you know, um, one, one fan was, uh, asked if we could be like what was the payout like you know is, can the payouts be better can you know like what can camp off road do better or what can we do better as a collective group even right right you know, and so. that's i know and like people want to jump to like all oh, better payouts and i'm like but there's still a gamble and drivers are i mean we are investing our entire lives to do this right like this isn't just a weekend hobby thing when you're racing at the level that we're racing at it it's like you have to invest your entire life into it so we're investing all that already we're giving up all that time so why should i have to gamble more and then but that also goes to you know why should the series gamble and why should the tracks gamble on if they have to you know put out bigger purses and 
they might they're taking a gamble on recouping that cost because at the end of the day if people aren't making money then we're not going to do it right that's why tracks might close or whatever in series move on to the next i mean we have to at the end of the day we all have to keep moving forward uh but finding those answers aren't isn't easy either but you know i don't know it's just it's a really tough situation for really everybody but nobody should have to gamble to try to get ahead that's the thing so good quote damn i'm gonna start using that put that on a fucking t-shirt yeah i'm gonna what is that when you like claim the shit that you say trademark trademark yeah fuck yeah that's what i should have (laughs) done yeah so we're starting our uh impulse media line our (laughs) impulse merch line (laughs) yeah Yeah, but then i also heard uh rumors of you doing some uh circle track racing Oh man, I don't even know how you guys are even knowing about that. <laughs> Bro, I was like, I was, said, inside information. Yeah, we know everything, uh, man. See, like, yeah. see, when we care about someone, we stalk them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Last, oh, last four of your social are what? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the media group that I, or the marketing group that I signed with, uh, I think there's, they work with a lot of drivers in different uh, avenues of racing, and it's going to open up a lot for myself moving forward. Um, and I don't really know where it's going to go. I just know that it might go to things that would be like, holy shit, that's a very large platform to be a part of. So Yeah. And uh, speaking but, of this uh, marketing group, do you do you want to shed some light onto that? Uh, or- not a shit ton. But just oh, that's a secret weapon, bro. That's, I know. that's a secret weapon. I can't, I can't like give that up. Yeah. All right. You know? Well, we'll bleep this whole part out. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. We'll do Abby's uh, commercial. No, well, I, I will. I, like, I, I'll well, announce who I'm yeah. going with and like who I signed with and I'll, and I'll do all that when, when you they, know, when everything comes you. to, yeah, when everything comes to like fruition and just be like, you know, this is what we have going on. This is what we were doing and everything like that. Cause, I mean, you know how it is. If I say I'm going to do something and if things aren't in line, you just kind of, that's like your reputation, like suicide, you know, you don't really fall through with things. I just want to make sure that we're going to pull through with everything that we're saying that we're going to do. So, yeah. So not, so, um, how is the circle track stuff then? How is it? Yeah. I mean, do you like it? I mean, is it different? You seen, are, you, are, you, it's, are you are you going to be doing some races? Because I know there's an oval track in in Escanaba and everything. Have, so have you seen Cam, yeah. Cam Rymers? And that's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you on the Cam Rymers route? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know where it would lead. It would lead in a lot of different ways. Uh, but yeah, it would be in in some circle track stuff if that's the route we go. I, you know, the meetings that we had, I definitely want to keep the off-road program going uh it's just like the roots and and being a part of that's been kind of my whole life so i've always wanted to keep that going and if we have the opportunities to reach out into other different platforms of racing like i'll definitely take it because if you're driving for a living i don't give a shit what i'm driving i just if i'm driving for a living that's like the goal right yeah so so yeah like yeah we do have like a circle track in escanaba you know it's just like a smaller fairgrounds thing and uh definitely like a lot of companies you know put into it and there's a, the whole area uh supports the track and does all that stuff but just some 
uh, close like uh, friendships and stuff kind of had the opportunity to jump in a car and, and whip it around a little bit. And they're exciting. They're fun. It's a little different. Uh, not leaving the grounds a little different, but uh, <laughs> not turning rights a little different, but <laughs> they're still fun. Uh, there's a lot of, I think, it was, I think jumping in a different avenues of racing would just really actually help uh, under, you know, with your driving, you just getting more seat time is kind of everything. Yep. And then getting to know different types of services is I think huge as well. And that can kind of correlate back into off road and what directions uh, for setups and stuff moving forward. So I think everything's going to help. Yeah. Just, uh, just the time, you know? Yeah. To, and, and, and will you let your, your friends know that you're racing when your race schedule is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will. Yeah, I will. You know, you know, cause they, they will do anything for you to support you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and will be, they? Yeah. And be there for you. Yep. Ooh. Attend your wedding receptions and, and, and and go to Taylor Swift concerts and yeah be there. For I didn't me. even get to go to a Taylor Swift concert. Yeah, not only that, but I, I was for sure. I was like, that's why his media. That's why his racing program broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, damn, she's Just, not even in the nosebleed. She's right down mm-hmm, on the floor, dude, man. Dude. Uh, that's she's big Swifty. I know, it's you, big motor right there, geez. dude. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Is, to that. is Hunter right there? No, she's uh getting ready for a wedding. So oh, how many weddings? Then I see you go on like eighteen trips, island trips. Yeah, Dude, I know you're flying all over the place, like, going to man, different I'm things. Like, you need a financial advisor. You need a fucking marketing agency. Yeah. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> that's true <You> probably do <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know maybe i maybe i shouldn't go there yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't get you in trouble yeah we'll, we'll yeah we'll discuss yeah. off yeah. off mic. Hey, yeah if let's stop making this about me why are you guys not doing rush Hey. Uh, for this year, so hey, you know, just like you, we went to yep. too many T Swift concerts, yep. we went to four of them, mm-hmm. yeah, uh-huh. no. too many golf <laughs> sessions. Hey, hey now. come on, yeah, hey, you can't. I didn't get an invite to any of these I've golf only sessions. Been golfing. So yeah, I went, I only went three times, three times so far, and Summer's only been here for two days. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I mean, no, we're, we're in the same boat as you, man. We're just yeah, financially, it just didn't make sense. And when right. you're, like I said, when you're going to all these races and you're forking over more money than, what like, you're bringing what, in, yeah, what you're bringing in, and it's just like, like as much as we love the sport, like like I said in the beginning, um, we were talking to somebody, and I was just like, you know, if if we didn't love the sport so much, we would be out. If right. you know, especially if it if it was about money, and kind of like right. you, like I was even talking to this guy, I was like, maybe we take the summer off, we kind of regroup, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and we just like, and you know, and we we see where we can go. Like, let's try a different avenue. Like, you know, instead of doing off road, we go do weddings or or something. <laughs> kind of like you, instead of off road, we're gonna do circle track racing. You know, so right, like we were in that aspect of stuff, and then. Obviously, we're not quitters or anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of did quit, Rush. Yeah, yeah, but 
Um, again, just like you. Just trying to. Yeah. <laughs> we are. Uh, yeah. I yeah. see some backpedaling. You know, yeah. you're trying to turn this on me. He's being all, a quitter. He's like, not like you. Yeah. No. Um. But no, we just uh, have to take a backseat on it. And, no, and hopefully, yeah. you know, when Kyle Kleiman makes his return, that's when Rush makes it makes mm-hmm. it return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, I like that, you know. Rush 2.5, one episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, like, six-hour episode. Yeah. 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 Uh, but no, um, and then we do have another project that's in the works right now, and we're hopefully to hear back, hopefully by next week with that, so we could, you know, go hmm. forward with that and... Hmm. Share, with, share. I with, didn't hear. And I didn't share, hear any of this. Oh, and, share and, with friends and share it with friends and family and everything. Yeah, and sure. <laughs> not leave anyone in the dark. Yeah, because we won't uh-huh. do that. Yeah, because we love everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see my? Uh, did you see my Monday morning reflections on how much we miss you? I did. I appreciated it. Mm. I was. Uh, <laughs> and I, f- I felt love. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I was like. Well, I made it through the first weekend and I wasn't forgotten. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. that was my biggest worry is like, what have, how many guys have actually taken a year off and then came back and jumped right back into where they were? Scott I Taylor. mean, <laughs> did he? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, don't, I don't know if he ever left. <laughs> just I thought know. he did for a year and then he came back did and he? then retired. And just don't know. People, random people's yeah. names. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no idea, but you know, as long as you don't leave us, I'm not. I would never leave. You know, you you, you just you're hurting, hurting my feelings. Well, you, dude, you're representing the Midwest, man. Like, I, me, I'm not solely. No, no, yeah. not solely, but like you and Keegan like, are the Midwest guys, man. I know, I know, I know. We're getting overtaken, and you just left Keegan well, in the fucking. Woods. You better be careful, man. Corey Winters, uh, they've got a place here in Wisconsin. I mean, you don't yeah. come back. I mean, you're still uh, still an outsider, Sam. Mm-hmm. Came from Cali, mm-hmm. and you weren't born and raised here. Well, oh, no, Corey has a little uh, Wisconsin accent now. Yeah. Did you hear oh, it? Oh, does did he? Did you hear it in Rush, though? On, I think it was episode six. I think it's uh, at, the, at it's at the beginning. You're gonna hear him. He's gonna say two, and he's gonna say two. <laughs> it's all it's wearing on him. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what I told him too. I was like, "Damn, dude!" I was like, "I think you're maybe he'll get his burger joints uh, figured out." Too. <laughs> <laughs> that tired ass in and out. Yeah, <laughs> fucking lame. God. Yeah. So. Yeah. What's new though? What's 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 going on with the drama? So what's the house? What? what? What drama? What drama? Which one? Just, what do you want? I don't know. Yeah, the Pro what do you want to know? I, I was, I was like, everybody's got their feathers all ruffled up. And yeah. Like, well, you that, started it. Yeah, it's your boy Ricky G, too. My boy. That's your boy. Our boy. Our boy. Our boy. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, we, all, we all love Ricky. No lie. I mean, he's a kid, just with uh, no quit in him. He's got. He's a dog, man. He's getting after it. Dude. So I don't. I don't necessarily blame him for being. Uh, well, I mean, you know, and he goes tenacious. Such, yeah, but uh, and, and he goes such a tight ass track too. I know it's tough. It's, yeah. So I, I think, like he said, like he said to us, I think we're just fuck or just uh, fucking around with them, and he was just like, "Dude, I have to push people out of the way." Yeah. Like, you can't no. just. 
unfortunately, in Anigo, you can't just drive around them. You have to, like, give them taps. And if the taps aren't working, then it's like, hey, you know what? I, I'm going to. Got to move you. I'm going to move yeah. you then. Yeah, it's motor like motorcross. I mean, yeah. if uh, you're just going to start pushing the issue. But, I mean, a lot of that, too, is, like, all the tracks just want to keep adding a lot of clay, too. So, yeah, that's, like. A lot of people don't understand that it's like, dude, when you have clay and it's blue groove on the inside and they put that water down and then you just, you're like one line in it Ice. for three quarters of the race. Yes. And, uh, it really makes the track extremely hard to pass on. And, you know, I think ERX had was absolutely killed it when they kind of were first started and stuff and like having the tracks being a little like forgiving I mean, yeah, they get rutted up and kind of nasty, but that was like, that's racing, you know, find some different lines. And I mean, it's just a lot more forgiving. I mean, you crash on Blue Groove and it's like concrete too. I mean, Pro 4 guys, uh, they took a, a beating over in Anago. That's, uh, that was like really unfortunate for all those guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, Johnny, you know, he just hit a rut. And, you know, Jimmy Henderson on Sunday basically... I know. Did the same rut. Did did the same rut. And and the crazy thing was is that you see the pro light and pro two drivers hit that uh last corner, you know, and they're sideways. And these pro mm-hmm. fours barely get sideways. And they just mm-hmm. they just hooked and you know, unfortunate with Jimmy, you know, he had his uh his screen protector thingy. Yeah, the dude he had the rock grate. Yeah, the rock, yeah. you know, that's uh, in front of him actually popped off by a big-ass rock and was, like, crushing. He was pinned. He's pinned in his truck. Yeah, he was pinned. Oh, between, damn. Yeah, he came loose and pinned him. So that's why it was a full-course caution because, it was, like... It was a red flag. Or a red flag because, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, like, you look at track worker walks up to the fucking thing and seems the great against, pinned against uh, his body. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Here we go. Mm-hmm. No, that's uh, yeah. What happened to this? dude? When did Scotty crash, Lawrence? Oh, like, dude, he crashed on the first lap bro, of like lap uh, one. practice. Someone didn't tighten the Seriously? lug nuts. I don't know if you're kidding. I, I don't know if I'm kidding, but it's a, a, <laughs> it's around that realm. He was coming around the that turn to the finish line, and he, uh, CJ was pulling up on his right on his inside. And as they both went over the jump, that tire let go like midair. And the, t- oh, damn. the tire let go. He landed, dug into the track, slammed into the wall, and kind of like did like a half spin around. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, I guess that he just smoked damn. smoked it hard enough to where he had a, a, a neck injury then. And I don't, I'm, I don't know if you read his post or not, but they had described yeah. potentially like putting in like six pins in his neck and yeah i mean yeah it's that's insane that's uh yeah i mean dude i mean just that right there is like kind of puts it in perspective for people too i mean like we risk a lot you know and and people don't always see that unfortunately until somebody does get hurt and you and you start seeing that risk which you know that's why when you do everything and you do it for free and you just walk, you kind of look at it and you're like, should I be doing this for free? I mean, I'm like risking my life here. Preaching, so preaching to the choir, but about risking our, well, wait, yeah, we're still risking our life out there. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, media guys. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
yeah like i wouldn't want to be doing what you guys are doing that's when you actually like look or get out on the track and you see these things going around and and how big shit actually is and stuff like that you're like uh no thanks yeah, uh, yeah that, that rock that's whipping by you at yeah. 60 and it's like <laughs> twice the size of a baseball no thanks dude uh, we we put our trust in all you guys mm-hmm. uh that's a terrible idea but <laughs> but we do it 15 years strong <laughs> we do it because we love it oh yeah yeah. But uh no, I um no great racing this weekend. I mean in almost every class. Um obviously you're you're watching the races, right? I am. I am. Ooh, uh, well maybe that's how we keep you relevant. Oh dude, that that would probably be a good thing, right? I mean Yeah, tell your marketing was... marketing group to, to to help us out too. <laughs> we don't know how long oh, we can I think we can, I think we can work a little something here. You're so you know, native, man. <laughs> So Indian. Just <laughs> make a deal. I don't know what that means. Yeah. But <laughs> I just see opportunity. Opportunity. Yeah. Opportunists. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> speaking of, we'll let you go here in a little bit, Mr. Kleiman. But uh, speaking of opportunists, so Bark River, you are mm-hmm. high percent chance going to Bark River. Yeah, it's a it's a high percent chance. Yes, like mm. Paul Cranon is also a high percent chance. Mm-hmm. Where are you where are you staying at for Bark River? <laughs> I know where this is going, <laughs> dude. I almost. <laughs> He's like, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I we almost just sold our camper. Like we're like, ah, we don't know if we need this. Like you know, and. uh once all that went through, I was like, man, I don't know where the fuck uh, those guys would stay if they're counting on me again. They might have, I'm, might be pitching some tents. Oh. Tents. Well, yep. yeah. Good thing you said tents. I don't think that's what you were going to go with. <laughs> yep. No. Well, I, <laughs> it's the other team. starting with a team. Hunter, you guys didn't get me canceled, <laughs> and I'm not even doing anything. Yeah, uh, you know, if Hunter was there, you yeah. wouldn't allow that. Yeah, yeah, yeah the way the way you've been talking to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh huh. Right. <laughs> no, for real though. No. <laughs> What's up? I know. I got you. Don't worry. You, about got, you, it. you know, I always got you. Yeah. I know. I know. When Keegan left us at Erex, you took care of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And took care of you guys. Back to back years at Bark River. Mm-hmm. Now, now yeah. we're going back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Three times. Yeah, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. I hope we are not putting the back forty though. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't mind that. No, I didn't mind that at all. Oh. I don't know how you would mind that. That's that's a terrible walk. No, no. no or, that, that, I guess that, you guys. Uh, we don't have a side by side no more. Yeah. <laughs> so also, if you happen to have a side by side, I don't even have a side by side. <laughs> so Polaris, Yamaha, Honda. Yeah, if you're yeah hey, we gotta get CJ on this because he's got all of them. He's got like fucking like fifty of them. We really should reach out and be like, "Hey, man, what about all those Polarises you won? Mind floating us one?" Yeah, I mean, he's just winning them. I mean, I know. No one's challenging him. Yeah, yeah, so, no one's challenging him. <clears throat> so next year, though, Pro Four class, I heard. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know what's funny? The rumors, like, I was really curious about what was going to be said. And, you know, you kind of hear a lot of different things. And there's some, like, 
pretty wild shit that goes around and you're just like, where did this come from? Like, not from who's, us. who's, yeah. We, <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what? That's what we should do at Crandon. Just start saying wild shit. Oh, we should. Be like, Kyle, yeah, Simon's going to prospect. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do that? I don't know. If you have a truck, yeah. Why not? Yeah. I thought Pro 2 guys couldn't. I don't know. It's a rumor. Who but cares? if I retire and then I come back, can I do there that? There you go. Ooh, there That's we go. Oh, play the system. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not that they're on to us because we said it on a podcast or anything. No, they don't even listen mm-hmm. to this podcast. No, we got to put it. We got to put that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not. Do we even go to the race? Yeah. Have That's we the, even been to a race yet? Do we show up? Kyle climbing, the, everybody. No. The daggers. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, Pro Spec. I heard Pro 4. Yeah. I heard T Swift. I'm going to start a, I I'm going to bring quad racing back to a lot of roads. That's what I'm going to do. Ooh, entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. But all right, man. Hey. We're uh, we're gonna let you go. We're coming up on uh, quite a long podcast here. It's our first podcast back, so um, yeah. No, we, yeah. we considering the the three hour wait that I had gotten. Yeah, uh, I figured doing, I was like, there's doing? no yeah. way there, there's no way they're gonna be doing this long of a podcast. What, what were, no, we're on what two forty seven right now. Yeah, but the qu- real question is, what were you doing today? Yeah, come on, you got all uh, this time. I. I actually took my dog to the beach. Yep. Now we're getting ready to go to a wedding. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Dude, where you, my where dog's you? got double hip dysplasia. What do you want me to do? Got to keep him, keep him going. Hey, you want to know something? You, you want to know what my dad made me do? What? He made me take my dog up the hill. Oh, my God. With a 30 at six. Shut up. Put him, put him in the snowbank because it was winter out. And uh, pull that trigger. Why are that you ending some, it like this? That is, <laughs> what are you doing? That is the darkest shit I've ever heard. Holy but, shit. But, but that's this is where but, everyone's going to turn off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Um, maybe that's what we do to Fluff Fluff. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. All right, man. <laughs> Kyle, I'm sorry, dude. This guy apparently off the fucking wagon. I don't know what's in that rock star punched that he's been drinking, but Jesus. All right. Yo, Kyle, I love you, and uh, we're going to go and let you go. Go to a All wedding. Right. You know, see love, see happiness, and yeah, we wish nothing but the best for you. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. So, uh, I'll, I'll pass at the rain, too. <laughs> I don't no. even know my dog's name. Rain? Like never mind. Just go. R-A-I-N? Just go. Rain. R a i n. R a i r e i g n. Oh, yep. like like climbing. K l i e m. K l e i e i. You Kyle. forgot how to spell my last name again? <laughs> yes, he did. Kyle, we love you. We will let you go. Right. I appreciate you. We'll give you a call back sometime later on the season. Hey, no, yeah. we do a weekly podcast with you. All right, perfect. Yeah, so keep watching the races. We'll have right. you back on. The newest Kyle Simon rumor. It sounds like a plan. Yes. You're just taking me in. I like it. Mm-hmm. I feel, hey, like, I like feel you, wholesome. Like you, like you took us in, we'll take you in. Oh, I like that. That's mm-hmm. Is that how family works? <laughs> oh. oh. Whoa. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. 
right. All right, brother. Well, you have a uh, you have fun at the wedding. Have fun. Have yep. a fun summer, and uh, we'll we'll keep up with you. Yep. All right. Sounds All right. good. Love All you. Right. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 All right, that got a little dark. Sorry. You got extremely dark, man. I think it was just two forty-seven. <sighs> don't know what that number has I, to do with I, anything. I don't know either, but, but you. My bad. Wow. That was a long time on this. Man. I, I, I hope that's, man. Wow. Entertainment, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone knows a little part of my life. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can understand the uh, the trauma now and why you are the way you are. I think it fully uh, encapsulates. Yep. Your but mindset. no, um, good podcast. Dude. Uh, uh, great everyone, podcast. Everyone's going to know about Kyle. Yep. The thoughts of Keegan and, and Cole. Keegan was a great insight. Cole was, God, I mean, West Coast guy. Yes, I mean, just to hear what he thinks that we should do. Yeah. And obviously, and everyone now knows what Kyle's future plans are. So I, I think one thing I want to touch on before we uh, end this thing here is um, the the Cole Mamer thing is, you know, he had mentioned that it just seems, and, and, and again, this is nothing against this series. I think that this might be a uh, country thing as a whole is that there are people in certain positions that have been there for a very long time or are of that age. And it just seems like they're unwilling to try new things, do new things, you know, kind of a new blood aspect. Yeah. I mean, we just had a conversation about that two days ago. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, you know, something has to give, you know, we, we can't do the same um, and again, this isn't like you can't do the same song and dance. This is yeah, this isn't like a fucking true factual statement, but I think we can generalize and say like like a boomer mentality, a I don't even want to say Gen X mentality, but some of them are of that age in that mentality. But I think that a Gen X would be more willing to try things than yeah. than than a boomer thing. Yeah. And because it just seems again, that's why I think it's a so a whole other discussion that we can have, but just generalize. It seems like there are some older people in positions that are just like, "Hey, man, you have to like." Yeah, maybe we have uh, Ken to Mike on. Yeah, maybe Ken to Mike. I mean, here's the thing: what I like about Ken to Mike, and especially what I like about Todd, is just kind of their willingness to be like, "Yeah, man, like, fuck, try it." Yeah, fucking try it. Like they understand the the aspect of things, and 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 again, what I like about. You know, you too is is just being like, hey, try it. If it works, great. If it doesn't, then we'll go about it a different way. I think that's what makes us, <clears throat> at least relatively in our mindset, uh, somewhat successful or we do things that people like. Yeah. Is that we try it. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, well, then we'll try something else then. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, something stupid, like I brought up the, <laughs> the prospect thing. Yeah. Just a stupid idea that I thought of that I was going to put on mine. And once I made it, though, you were like, oh, dude, post that. Like, post it on. I was like, post it on Impulse Media? You're like, yeah. I was like, okay, perfect, man. So you post something like that. It's funny. And and then you had said, like, oh, man, like, just before that, we had, like, a really dramatic yeah, I know. <laughs> video. And they got about the same amount of views and same amount of likes. Yeah. So I think it's cool to be able to do that. But long story short, I I, I think, man, you got to be able to willing to to do stuff and, and – um try things out because it just seems like you said, the song and dance is not. Yeah. It's old. Yeah. No, exactly. So, I mean, hopefully maybe some officials don't take it the wrong way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, again, 
We're just a podcast, a platform. Um, we love what we do. We don't want to sacrifice our ways of living, mm-hmm. you know, to to put down a series or anything in that aspect. So I hope we did a good job by just voicing opinions and, and, you know, hopefully start a good discussion. Yeah. You know, um, but after in, hopefully after this, we could go back to our, you know, drivers. Cause I did want to see what happened to Cole Mamer. I forgot to ask him what happened to his truck. Yeah. You know, but obviously we're on a different discussion. So, um, yeah, let's uh, keep the ball rolling, and and hopefully we we're not gone for another two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't think we should be. I mean, now that we've kind of settled relatively settled in, and uh, you know the season's underway again. This next podcast, we got to talk about Andigo. We got to talk about our uh, preseason predictions that we had made. Yes, uh, like our picks, kind of stuff like that. Yep. We'll kind of get into the to the um, rhythm of it. But yeah, like Jeffrey said, man, we're just platform. We want to see positive change, things in the right direction, in any direction forward, whether it's, you know, leaps and bounds or whether it's another step. I mean, yep. we're not, no blame on anybody. It just is a collective Yeah, effort. no, exactly. And that's why we're here. You know, yeah. we're here to do our part by voicing up other people's opinions, uh, facts, whatever they may be. But at the end of the day, we're all about transparency. I think that's why everybody likes what we do because we... It was just funny. Um, you know, we're closing out on three hours here. But it, it, it's funny because we, we've been hanging out. Since we moved down here, we've been hanging out with more of an off-road scene, scene, yeah. if you will. And and it was it's funny because people were like, you guys really act like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's just not a show. Like, you guys aren't doing this just because you guys are characters or anything. It's like, no, this yeah. is who we are. Yeah. Like... You and I at least fight, play fight, if you will, like yeah. five times a day where people, if we had the windows open, the people are like, oh my God, they're yeah, ho- Yeah, holy shit, man. Like, how are these guys living together? It's, yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's an unexplainable, like, um, chemistry or relationship or whatever it may be where we, I think we're kind of very similar and we understand each other on how whenever we bicker, like play bicker. So yeah. So it's, it's, it's all fun and games and then it's laughed off and it's whatever yeah so. yeah no so like like i said it is i think that's why people like who we are like what we bring to the table again we're not here we're here to help the series in any way shape form whether it's just a little bit or whether it's a lot of bit, whatever but uh yeah look for i am going to try to start this uh press conference that'd be cool i think it'd be awesome yeah so something to talk about yeah stay tuned um Yeah, and we will see you guys in a couple days. You know, look out for another podcast. Yep. All righty. Well, that's the podcast. If you made it this far, I mean, our longest podcast by far, uh, one of the longer breaks we've taken. Uh, But thank you guys so much. Um, We we get a lot of the questions. When's the podcast? When's the podcast? When's the podcast? Here it is. Uh, Hopefully, uh, you've enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching Rush. Thank you guys for all the words of encouragement. We appreciate it. Uh, Again, we're going to try to be back. I'm Tito Labine. This is the Impulse Show. And um, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Love you.